Welcome back to His and Hers Movie Podcast, a.k.a. Double HMP. I am JP, your host, and joining me as always is Carly, my co-host. So Carly, welcome back to His and Hers Movie Podcast. Yeah, welcome back to you too. We are doing The Thang, and I'm happy to be here. What is The Thang? We're just like doing the damn thing. Like we're doing pods. Oh yeah, we are doing the damn thing. So yeah, uh, episode three, three weeks in a row. That's extending the record of two weeks, which we had last week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought Pretty we good. were gonna do the turning this week, but silly me, I totally didn't realize there was a gap in January where there wasn't a horror movie coming out uh, one week, and that is this week. Yeah. So, uh, we will be doing the turning next week. So for this episode, we had sort of discussed last episode that we had seen some movies in the theater, including misery. And I told you, or you told me rather that we should discuss that we should discuss our history of seeing retro movies in the theater and or drive-in. Yeah, and it was going to be like a little side thing we would do for a show, but I kind of thought about it and I just thought, we've seen like a million films at this point, so we could t- totally make a full episode out of it to kind of talk about our experiences and where we saw them and what we thought of them, because there's some movies we'd never seen before, and then there's some that are obviously classics, so I thought that would be fun and a good way to kind of fill this little gap we have going on here. Yeah, I, I thought it was a good idea. It's it's something a little bit different. Um, it's m- not a movie review. It's actually a trip down memory lane, which is kind of what we did in the very first episode where we sort of talked about how we got into horror. And I believe I mentioned some of those experiences as well. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's something that is pretty cool, honestly, um, that I didn't realize how many movies... Uh, some non-horror, but mostly horror movies that weren't from modern times or, you know, weren't current movies, you know, were retro movies that I had seen in the theater or drive-in. Uh, it's kind of an impressive list. And for the most part, we've seen all of them together. There are Mm -hmm. a few that, you know, we saw separately, which we'll get into, but overall, I think it's a cool main topic of the show. Yeah, we we have seen way more than I had thought. Like I knew we saw a lot, but I mean it's it's crazy. Like we actually have almost hit a hundred movies here. And uh, before meeting JP, I had never gone to see any retro films in the theater other than Titanic. I went to see that when I was like in high school with my mom and some of my girlfriends, and you know we just cried to Titanic. But besides that, I had never seen anything. So it's pretty. Pretty awesome. One of my favorite things that we do. And yeah, I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah, we also, you know, not only do we have we seen all of these, but um, we actually have more coming up. We actually have two scheduled for February already, uh, which mm. is pretty fun. Um, it's, you know, an honor really to be able to do this because a lot of places don't have anything like this. So I do appreciate uh, where we live and 
you know, even stuff that's a few hours away, sometimes we manage to get to, which is pretty cool. There's a, there's a decent mm-hmm. amount of options because, um, Pennsylvania seems to have a lot of these type of things. And then other, you know, even I, I see stuff like this in Ohio and New York and stuff too. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Cause I, I often see whenever we post about it, people being like, Oh man, there's literally nothing around here like this. And I think like, Oh, that's, we kind of take that for granted quite a bit. I think so. I think so. And I'm very like this, this is actually, I would be extremely disappointed if we didn't have stuff like this, if it just went away all of a sudden, it would be very depressing. Me too. So, uh, before we get into that though, let's discuss our week. So what's going on new with you? Like, how was your week? What, what did you do? Pretty, you know, decent week. Once again, pretty laid back week. Um, I, Recorded, you know, I think since we were last on, recorded with Derek, or I think I brought that up, or no, I don't think I had recorded it yet, but we did do a Bronx Tale, and that went pretty well. I uh, hosted that episode and kind of did the rundown when he's usually the one to do it, and um, that was fun experience, fun movie to talk about, um, and other than that, I pretty much have just been you know, watching movies again, just random stuff, and also playing a little bit of video games again. Um, you know, uh, Austin, Mr. Austin, for those who don't know from Is Woodsboro Bros podcast. Mr. Watson? No, not quite. <laughs> but, um, you know, he's from Woodsboro Bros podcast and my other podcast, the Movie vs. Movie podcast. And uh, he's also a friend of ours in real life that we met. Um, he got me Resident Evil 4 for Christmas, and I've been kind of playing through that i'm not that far into it but uh i spent like two hours the other night kind of playing it and really really enjoying that video games especially survival games or something i've been trying to play and get back into uh you know i'm not much of a video game person but when i do play them i get pretty into them and have a fun time so that's been fun and what have um, you been playing as i just said resident evil 4 okay how how's that been going well, it's been going well, buddy. I I just said all that. Yeah, but like, what do you like? You're not going to talk about it. Well, I mean, it's <laughs> what do I talk about? What it's a game, and I've been playing it, and I'm only to like, there's like a part with this giant, and that's when I quit last because I was pretty much when I get to a part that seems like it's going to be really difficult, and I've been playing for a while, and I'm getting tired. That's kind of when I call it quits for a while, and um. But, yeah, the only issue I have with it is kind of the controls are a little bit, I don't know, just the point of view, I guess, is a little off. I just played Resident Evil 7, too, not too long ago, and that one obviously came out, I believe Austin told me it was like 13 years after Part 4, so that one's more updated, and this one, it looks fantastic, I will say, uh, because sometimes old video games don't hold up with the way they look and it's hard to really get into them but this one looks good the controls are just like taking a little while to get used to but um other than that i actually think it's a bit easier than part seven was and uh my method is to pretty much just run through past the bad guys and not even try to shoot them dude you're not supposed to use up all your ammo in those games (laughs) anyway so i don't know what you're all man i kill everyone i just kill everything No, it's not because if you know how to play correctly, you all, you'll you'll be decent on ammo. Um, I I like Resident Evil Four a lot. It's a very fun game. You're talking about the over the shoulder third person uh, point of view 
Wait. It's not even just that. It's like the way, like in part seven, you could kind of like look over your shoulder and like you could crouch and you could like kind of see better to see ahead of if there's enemies like behind a wall or something. And in this one, you can't really do that. It's hard to explain. It's just like the feel of it. It's not necessarily, I guess it's not necessarily the point of view. It's just like the feel of the controls and the amount of range you really get when you're trying to like hide from an enemy or something, but don't be hiding. Dude, I'm good at this game. Like I run past, like running past, First of all, it, since it's old, it's kind of, like, glitchy at times. So, like, they'll go to, like, hit you with an axe, and you just... It just goes through your body and doesn't even cause any harm. So you just make a run for it, and you're good. Are you to the castle yet? What is the castle? Oh, okay, so you're not to the castle. I'm to the giant. Like, there's a giant. You're, like, in this... I don't know what's even called area and then a giant thing. They unleash this guy into the area you're in and lock you in. And then you have to like kill it somehow. Yeah, you're, and I... pre- you're pretty close. I think. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I, I've always really liked Resident Evil four. I, I think that the, the people who like love it and um, think it's the best Resident Evil are crazy. I would say <laughs> like it, it, it's a great Resident Evil, but I think the people that love it so much, it was probably like their first Resident Evil or they played it after it came mm-hmm. out, like went back to it. But um, I've been there since day one with Resident Evil in 1998. I think the original came out. So I'm, I'm kind of a, I'm an old school Resident Evil fan. I mean, I've been playing since the very first one. I played a bunch of the spinoffs and stuff like that. Uh, my personal favorite Resident Evil game is the first Resident Evil, um, but uh, I also really like 4, 2, um, 3. I haven't played – I've only played 3 one time. Uh, and then uh, a favorite of mine – it's actually probably my second favorite – is surprisingly Resident Evil 5, which everybody seems to hate. Um, and everybody prefers 4 over 5 because they're very similar. But uh, I actually prefer 5 because I think 5 has more replay value. Uh, 4 is, you know, better atmosphere and overall more innovative at the time and stuff like that. But 5, I played the hell out of. I played over and over and over and over again. Uh, And I've always wanted to go back and and do that again, but like co-op because I've always done it solo. Um, Except for I used to play online a lot and match up with random people uh but has ashley gotten on your nerves yet leon <laughs> yeah it's so annoying like you'll be being you just like almost got killed and she's just like how's it going now have you tried to look up her skirt no oh okay so that that's but... something that guys usually do oh, she has she she has a um like a character like her her character says something when you do that oh really yeah (laughs) oh okay cool but Um, yeah see for me i was just gonna mention like you said you replayed that one over and over for me video games unless it's like grand like a free play game like grand theft auto or something i don't really go back and play through them it's kind of like reading a book like i'm just on to the next storyline see well there's there's a few reasons why you would replay um, certain games like Resident Evil 4 uh, if you play it on a higher difficulty you get you unlock something 
Mm. Uh, Resident Evil 5 had so many weapons in it that you could unlock and upgrade weapons over and over again, but and even unlock like infinite ammo for them and stuff like that. But you needed money to do that, so you had to play through and and build up your money again. And I would just like buy every gun and upgrade it to the max, and then you know unlock. You know, I the, the fun thing about Resident Evil Five is doing different kits. Like you could, uh, you, okay, like I'm only gonna use a sniper and the very first pistol in this one, or I'm only gonna use a pistol, or I'm only gonna use this SMG, and fun stuff like that 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 I really got a kick out of. Like I know Resident Evil Five, you can unlock like this Tommy gun, or Resident Evil Four, you can unlock this Tommy gun called the Typewriter. Um, mm. if you beat like I think there's a bonus thing at the end of four, um. But I stopped playing 4 on my second playthrough um, fairly recently because I got to those bonus levels where you have to shoot the targets. And the last one, I wanted to get the achievement for doing all of them. And it was just pissing me off so bad I couldn't fit, do it. So it, it, it actually made me mad to where I didn't want to play the game anymore. Um, how do you like the merchant? <laughs> Austin asked me that same question. Uh, at first, I thought he was a bad guy. Yeah, he's scary, scared. right? Yeah, he's like, hello. And he just like comes out of nowhere, which was what pretty funny. What are you lying? <laughs> yeah, like I was like ready to shoot him whenever he first appeared. But... And he pot like, dude, like there's certain places where you w walk around a corner and he's there and he scares the crap out of you. <laughs> yeah. And then like there's this one save where I am now, there's a save room where he just has, it's like his shop. He has like a whole table lined out for you to buy stuff at it's just random but i like his little blue light that he has carrying around him yeah. and i do like that i do like that um aspect to the game as well that you can go collect find all that money and then go buy more weapons or ammo or whatever mm -hmm. what are you rocking what am i rocking i don't even know just a, i keep getting r rifles yeah swords i don't really know my know my rifles that well but that's kind of my that's my go-to because you can, you can blast off heads pretty easily. I don't really like the hand grenades and stuff because yeah. I just feel like it's kind of wasteful to throw a I, like I feel like you have to really know when to throw one of those. But I typically just go with the basic handgun or whatever rifle I happen to have. Cause see, I, I'm a shotgun guy. I, I like shotguns in Resident Evil games. Mm. Have you played Resident Evil Two? No, I've the, only the played Master that just came out. Yeah, that's like kind of the next one I would like to get to because okay. I know everyone was hyping that one up. But I've only played seven and four. I would like to play, you know, all of them yeah, at so one point. You could Six sucks, dude. It's, it's horrible. I, I bought it, played like mm -hmm. 10 minutes of it and like threw it in the trash pretty much. <laughs> um, But I will tell you this, like, because uh, I think you should check out. Re I, I have Resident Evil 2. I could let you borrow it. Um, mm -hmm. The remaster. Resident Evil 3 remaster is coming out soon. Uh, I will tell you this, you're going to struggle hard with Resident Evil 2. It's a very different game. And it's, it's ve like you're playing that there's like kind of two types of Resident Evil games. There's pre Resident Evil 4 Resident Evils and post Resident Evil 4 Resident Evils. So, um, Resident Evil 1, 2, 3 Code Veronica are all very puzzle based and more of a survival game and mm -hmm. resident evil 4 and beyond is kind of more of a shooter and a action horror game 
uh, Resident Evil 2 is extremely difficult if you're not prepared for it. Um, I could I could see you getting stuck a lot of places. Um, but I I would be very curious to see you play. It's I'll tell you what, it's way scarier than these than Resident Evil 4. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah, this one part four is not scary at all, really. I mean, the music's I like the music when the music starts playing whenever there's a bunch of people around. I think that's kind of scary. But mm. um, part seven I thought was pretty spooky as well. But yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I've gotten better at video games. I used to just give up when I would get stuck on a mission because I would just be so mad. I would do that in all the Grand Theft Auto games. That's kind of what I played growing up more so than survival games but i used to just kind of get mad give up and say f this and move on to the next game but i'm more to where i want to like actually follow the story and see what happens and like play through it now so i'm more determined it just takes me a while i know the typical man sits down and plays a game within four to seven hours and they're like oh i already beat it in one day me it takes me like four to seven months but you know when resident evil 7 came out um jeremy had these red box codes like you know, free day rental or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we both went and rented Resident Evil 7 and uh, we both beat it in two sittings. <laughs> so uh, I sat down and played it for like mm-hmm. 10 hours and then the next day I played it for a couple more hours and I beat it. <laughs> and he did the same thing. <laughs> yeah, so uh, you're right. Uh, typically with like st- story mode games like that, I... I pretty much beat them fast. Mm-hmm. Um, Resident Evil 2, it took me a while, actually. Um, took me, like, a week's worth of sittings. Maybe even longer. Um, but I'm very excited for Resident Evil 3, because that's the one I'm least familiar with out of the originals. Uh, I want to get Resident Evil 5, both of us, so that we can um, play it together. Because it's a, Resident Evil 5 is completely co-op. So uh, if you okay. play online... Um, you know how like Ashley's there in Resident Evil Four? Mm-hmm. It's the same thing, but the other person is allowed to control the Ashley character essentially. Ooh, so okay. Y- it's it's a two person game, pretty much. Which which makes it a lot funner. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my week, um I recorded twenty two shots. We did the David Cronenberg director spotlight. We had a special guest, Mr. Watson, on the show. Uh, that was really fun. Very cool to have a show with Watson. Um, I've actually never recorded with Watson ever. Really? Yeah. You've never? Oh, yeah, I guess not. That's crazy. That's cra- That's so weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was a great show to have Watson on because those films are a little bit more um, depth worthy than, you know, like Moods kept joking around the, the clown show we did. <laughs> uh but yeah watson fit in great um he was awesome that show's out now on patreon by the time you hear this it'll probably be out everywhere else Mm. and uh yeah i i'm very happy with how that turned out um people seem to like it that we're on the patreon and uh watson you know does his watson thing he kills the the episode uh brings some great thought to the the show um, yeah, he. Anytime I li- I listen to, been trying to listen to Watsy party as I mentioned before, and like he'll he'll just start talking, and some of the words he says it just makes my brain feel like a scrambled egg. 
like I'm just a total moron compared to him. Like oh, I know yeah. he actually goes, I know he goes hard and does all this research. So he's like super prepared, but I'm just like, Oh, like that's a word I've never even heard before, but you know, yeah. But, uh, that's cool that he's on your show and he finally made his first appearance. Yeah. You know, uh, we were talking the other day, we've had like close to like 20 guests now, I think, mm-hmm. um, in the history uh, and, and what's crazy is I don't think we did a single guest until like episode like 60 or something, you know, somewhere around there. Yeah. Uh, Children of the Corn show that we did. Um, but besides that, watched a couple of movies, you know, me and you hung out yesterday for a little bit. Uh, I've been, man, you know what I've been doing? What? I've been watching. This is going to really make me seem lame. Um, <laughs> have you ever heard of Degrassi? Yes. <laughs> I've also heard that you have quite a liking for Degrassi. Uh, Tubi, the free streaming service, which, by the way, let me just say, out of all the streaming services out there, Netflix, Hulu, Shudder, um, even the free ones like Crackle, Amazon Prime, there are good ones like shutter, which is in my opinion, the best one. Mm-hmm. But honestly, for horror movies, the second best one might be Tubi. Tubi is fantastic. There is great movies on there that, that are on other streaming services, but they're free. Uh, you just have to watch a couple ads and it's honestly not that many ads. And also there is tons of stuff on there that is nowhere else on any other streaming service. And there's stuff on there that's not even on DVD. Damn. Yeah. There's stuff on there that's like out of print or just hard to <laughs> find. It's pretty cool, man. I- I've been really loving Tubi. Uh, I-, I actually, it's kind of like my nighttime, like throw Tubi on and throw on a random movie. Like I started so many movies that I didn't finish mm-hmm. over the past week. Um, some of them I did, but you know, it's uh, it's a great great streaming service but anyway i've been watching degrassi on there when i eat because like i don't want to watch a movie while i eat so i'll just throw on like a tv an episode of something and yeah. uh degrassi is on there and they have like all you know 10 years worth of seasons um it's kind of crazy dude like i i was watching it and i was just like wow this is nuts. Like I watched this when I was a teenager, um, like the same age as the characters, like 13, you know, 12, 13, 11 mm-hmm. or something. Um, and man, I think that show is amazing. Like the stuff that it deals with and handles is, is great. Um, it might be more of a chick show, but I, I watched the hell out of it growing up. I've actually seen the whole entire series, the original, uh, well, not the original series. Cause that's, there was actually a, a series that came out in the eighties um, before this one, this is all the like kids of that one. Um, but I've seen that series too. I actually owned that on DVD, uh, which I like that series too, which also was, you know, great for what it was, you know, uh, dealing, helping kids deal with problems, re- real life problems. But, you know, it handles everything from, like, the season, I'm on season two already, and, uh, like, it's where one of the characters gets raped, and how that is handled is really well done. 
Um, it handles a lot of stuff, you know, from racism to homophobia to, you know, being poor to being um, a nerd to being, uh, you know, first time having sex and, um, you know, abuse and even a school shooting uh, in a later season. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's a great show. Uh, I've been watching that, so probably, probably gonna get made fun of, but I don't care. Um, I like Degrassi. Uh, and, uh, oh, also it is kind of, there are some things that in the first season that are pretty cringy, honestly, um, looking back really? on it. Yeah. There's some cringy <laughs> moments, but <laughs> I hate, I hate when I try to rewatch a show from when I was young and I, Everything about it is just a cringe fest. And back when I was young, it seemed so great. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Um, I think that's. I don't think I really did much else this week. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, I was gonna ask. So is that? I haven't actually checked out Tubi. Is it? Can you get an app like for yep. your TV or X- Xbox? Oh, okay. Yeah, Xbox. I have mine on the Xbox. You don't even have to sign up, but if you want to create a like watch list, um, go ahead and sign up because then you could save stuff that you want to watch later. Mm-hmm. Um, it's to, and, and there's some good stuff that's on there that's not horror too. Um, there's a lot of fun stuff on there. Like I will also watch um, Unsolved Mysteries on there. Which I think is on Prime as well, but um, mm-hmm. that's another show I'll throw on when I go to bed. Like you, you've heard my history of Forensic Files. That's yes. on there as well. Uh, I love Forensic Files, and I, I throw that on all the time. But sometimes it depresses me a lot. Um, like if I'm not in the greatest of moods, and like I'll throw it on, I'll be like, "What the hell am I doing?" You know, I just get sad <laughs> because it, it, all that show does is remind you of how like short life is and how it can be over in a second. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of like my aunt has always been really into just stuff like forensic files, unsolved mysteries, all those just crime shows. And I remember being a kid and just being so like, what the, even the music that they play and it and the narrators are always super serious and depressing. And like, I, I agree. I do like those shows. Sometimes I don't like them as much as you, but I remember in high school, whenever I don't know, everyone would call off sick or call off, you know, not show up to school or something. And the teacher would be like, oh, there's not enough kids here to have class. And it was actually a microbiology slash forensics class. He would just put on forensic file episodes and I'd be really into it. But I feel the same way. I just get really depressed by crime type shows and just the fact that stuff might not be solved or things go wrong or, you know, if someone gets murdered and they don't know what happened to them. So I try to avoid them for the most part. Yeah. I feel what you're saying. It's, it's, I can get that. Um, so, uh, yeah, let's, let's have, what have you watched anything this week? Um, I have, again, I haven't, you know, watched a ton but i have watched a few things um pretty much just um been watching stuff for any podcast i have to do and other than that watching whatever i want once again which has been nice um so i watched uh you know i'll just kind of run through these quickly not give a huge spiel but uh i watched cry wolf uh from i believe the year 2005 um i picked that up at you know you know what? Cash and- what i always I always used to get that one confused with Wolf Creek, really? which yeah. is a much better movie. But I re- is is Cry Wolf like a slasher ish thing? 
Yeah, it's base. It's the one about there's like this kid who goes to this college and it's uh, or it's like a boarding school. I think I don't even think it's college. I think it, they're still like in high school and it's just like a kind of prestigious boarding school. And uh, there's a group of kids and they decide to start this, make this fake email pretty much about a serial killer and they spread it around the uh, campus and it's just you know, a hoax, of course, just kind of a practical joke. And then um, the kid who had moved there, the boy, he starts getting these emails from someone saying they're actually the killer and they killed people. And then stuff kind of goes from there. Um, so you have ha- you have seen it before? Yeah, but it's it's been since it probably came out. Yeah, I, I don't know. I always was kind of intrigued by it. I remember when it came out and just seeing the commercials, I guess, and then just always seeing the cover and stores. And I picked this one up at, you know, our local cash and culture that's sadly going out of business, which is a used uh, DVD slash video game slash like just magazine, anything like used you can buy there. It's like a video game store. Yeah. Ret- yeah. So um, I picked that up there just for the heck of it. It had been there on DVD for a while, and I figured might as well grab something. So got it for pretty cheap. But yeah, the movie um, it oozes like the 2005 vibe, the early 2000, early to mid 2000s vibe to it, and um, I enjoyed it. I thought the plot was a little bit ridiculous, especially towards the end, just how it all goes down. And it's also a pretty predictable film. Uh, I kind of knew who I guess the bad guy was going to be from, you know, very early on. And then they kind of try to throw a curveball in there, but then it's like, you kind of turn out being right at the end. So it's, I don't know. It's, um, it's predictable. It's like I said, has that early two thousands kind of style to it. And, you know, the plot gets a little convoluted, but I thought it was, it was fun. It was okay. Um, if I had to give a rating, I gave it like seven out of 10, but and then after that, I just watched um, a film that came out in 2019, which was Break. Uh, you and I both saw that at Walmart, of course. Yeah, I And thought it. it looked pretty intriguing. Yes, I own it too. Um reason I watched this one was for my movie versus movie horror podcast that I did with Austin. And uh, JP and I kind of thought, like, hey, this looks like similar to Adam Green's Frozen, and that was kind of my idea to do it on our podcast. So watch that one. Not going to give, like, my full uh, opinions on it here, of course, since I did it for the other podcast, but I will say it was not that bad. Sometimes you see these Walmart films and you picture them being super low budget, super bad acting, because half the time they are. And this one wasn't too bad. Uh, Very similar to Frozen in plots, but um, it it was decent. I would, you know, kind of recommend it if you're into those types of films but then after that i watched the witch again why because i went to a movie night with our you know regular life friend matt and uh some friends and that was the film he chose to put on i guess because he had just watched the lighthouse and i think uh, our other friend jonathan had just watched the lighthouse and he was like hey here's this movie the witch and um you know so i wasn't too excited about that but Upon this watch, I came around on it heavily. Really? Yes. Um, awesome. I I, rec- I I mean, I recognize it is a solid film. I had not seen this movie since, what was that, 2016? 2016. That was the first movie that you and I had mentioned we had seen in theaters when 
we first started hanging out and uh back then i did not care for it i don't like period pieces i've said that a million times but i just can't get into them usually um this time i actually paid attention to it pretty good and like i said you know finally getting to watch it out of the theater there were matt did put on the subtitles for the film so that made it better and more easy to understand it's a pretty simple plot honestly uh that's my thing with period piece films a lot of times i don't really connect with the plots and i can't get behind it and i just get confused on what's going on and kind of check out of them but you know the plot is pretty simple but the way the film is shot and the way the dialogue is done and just what's going on is uh fantastic uh what's the dude's name robert eggers the Mm -hmm. director yeah I, i think he is uh fantastic with doing these period pieces probably one of the best there is as far as accuracy goes and um yeah i really just got behind the whole idea that back then it's like people all they lived for was working and serving the lord and they believed so heavily in like witchcraft and the devil and just praying every day and praying everything to go away whenever evil stuff started happening and how everyone would just turn on each other like obviously you had the witch trials and all that stuff and it's just it's crazy to me it's very depressing to me too that this is all people thought about in their life if you you know what i mean like you feel me jp mm-hmm. you feeling yeah like just the fact that like it's like, oh, I think my daughter's a witch, so I will now banish her for, for life and stuff like that. And that's just, that's all they cared about back then. And that's kind of what I really liked about the film. So, um, yeah, I, I, this might sound crazy, but I give it a 10 out of 10 now. Wow. Crazy. Yeah, yeah I told you that it was an amazing movie. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's probably my top two or three favorite movies of the decade. The, you know, the tens, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and I only gave it like a seven and a half when I first seen it. Yeah, me too. Um, I gave it like a seven, I think just yeah. for the lulls. <laughs> but I, I love that movie now. It is so good. Um, that was the last thing you watched. Uh, well, I also watched frozen for a podcast. Once again, don't want to give too much away on that, but frozen, it's a great film. Uh, you know. Fantastic film. If you have not seen it, definitely check that one out. And then I watched Amityville 4, once again, The Evil Escapes. And I just watched that um, on VHS not too long ago. And I got the good old Vin Sin Blu-ray. And I thought, I've been looking at it. And I thought, like, I just watched this. But I I don't know. I felt like popping it back in. Because I actually think this movie is um, a fun, definitely super TV type of movie but i just have a fun time with it i i find it entertaining and i posted the other night it's becoming like a guilty pleasure type of film for me it's not like a great movie by any means especially you know amityville 4 compared to like amityville 1 and 2 it's uh clearly nothing like them and it's got nothing to do with really the amityville house but um i just think it's a pretty fun movie so uh yeah give that one a 7 out of 10 and that's that's it for all i've watched recently all right. Um, I uh, also watched Amity, or I popped in Amityville for today actually, but I didn't get a chance to finish it. So that's actually what I'm gonna watch after this podcast. Boo. Uh, but for me, um, where did I leave off last week with my watches? Did I talk, uh, did I talk about Children of the Corn? 
Yeah, I be- yeah, you did, because I remember I mentioned that, you know, I like that movie, but it's not one I really run back to a lot. Did I mention Videodrome? I didn't think so. Okay. So, uh, again, going through my collection is the goal here. I watched Videodrome for the 22 Shots podcast, which, uh, you know, you can listen to. That movie is very cool. Have you ever seen it? I have not. Have you seen much Cronenberg? I don't think. Honestly, um, kind of a revelation while prepping for that show. But I love Cronenberg. Like what all has is, he? He is so good. What all has he done? Um, he has done Shivers, Rabid, Videodrome, The Fly, The Brood, Scanners, uh, the Stephen King adaptation. Um, what the hell is it called? What's the Stephen King one he did? I don't know. The Dead Zone with Christopher Walken, uh, Dead Ringers, Crash. Oh, those, those are like all the ones I've seen, but he's done some other ones too. Okay, yeah, so I've seen The Fly, obviously. I mean, that's a 10 out of 10 in my book. I love The Fly. Um, Scanners, I own on VHS. I watched it once and I couldn't really get into it. So mm-hmm. That's probably his like, like most like cheesy one that he's done. Yeah, I don't know. I was kind of, I, I just could not get into the story for some reason. But and then Shivers is that the one that we? Yeah, that's the apartment together? complex one. I remember thinking that one was pretty good too, but I don't really remember it at all. But other than that, that's the only three I have seen by him. So, um, pretty much every single, well, not even pretty much every one that I mentioned is great. Um, they are all good movies. Uh, I didn't realize how. M- extensive and awesome as catalog is. And there's still even a couple films that I haven't seen. Um, and you know, his horror stuff is fantastic. He's a, like he's known for body horror kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, but like even like 1996's crash is like really good. Um, I think that, I think that you should get into some more Cronenberg, man. It's he's, he's an awesome, awesome, awesome director. Um, definitely one of the best mm-hmm. horror directors of all time. All right. Uh, so, uh, I did watch the brood, which I don't own. So that was a little bit unfortunate. Uh, video drum I did own, but I had seen before. So I'm not counting that necessarily as a, you know, part of the collection watch. Um, one that was part of the collection watch is venomous. Um, from, I forget what even year it is. It's like in the two thousands. Uh, it basically follows these genetically engineered rattlesnakes that get, um, all fired up during a earthquake in a small town. Uh, and you know, there's like government cover up stuff and things like that. Um, kind of basic, honestly, I would seen this before when I was a kid, I would have liked a little bit more snake action, but there was some scene, there was a scene that like stuck out in my head where like this dude's climbing up a ladder and like the, this in this tunnel with tons of snakes and that's pretty cool. All practical for them. I'm pretty sure all practical. Um but there's just not much snake interaction with people. Um but still pretty, you know, pretty pretty not not a I'm a sucker for these killer animal movies. Um, then, uh, I popped in digging up the marrow, 
um, which is the second to last Adam Green film that he had done uh, before Victor, you know, it was, be- it was before Victor Crowley. Um, yeah, this, this movie I liked when I first seen it. I think I liked it more for sure. This watch, it's very creative and cool. Um, it's a fun little movie. I think that this one is just a movie that, uh, it's not doing anything too groundbreaking and it's kind of scratching the surface on the idea. It's sort of this found footage thing that Adam Green did, but I think that it's super cool and creative and a, a little, it's, it's something different from, you know, the hatchet films, but I still think it's in that almost like comedic territory that Adam's kind of been in, um, ever since, you know, probably hatchet, uh, his two films that really aren't that comedic are frozen and spiral. And I also think those are his best movies. But at the yeah. same time, Adam Green has kind of created a almost like universe of types of movies, like almost like a Kevin Smith or Quentin Tarantino esque uh, filmography. Um, not necessarily as good as you know um, Quentin Tarantino, uh, but has sort of that a similar dialogue style to Tarantino and Kevin Smith which I really appreciate. And I, I like that about Adam's films. Um, I like all his, all of his movies. Yeah. Uh, digging up the mirror, I think is the only one I have not seen. And I forgot to mention, I actually watched the entire first season of Holliston again, the other night. I just sat down and watched the entire thing all the way through. While I did some other stuff in between, but I had it on in the background and, uh, that's a great, great show. I mean, it's so funny. Like I could see some people maybe thinking it's a little too goofy, but to me, it's almost like the Big Bang Theory, but for horror fans. Yeah. And well, it, if you know Adam's story at all, that was his goal from like, you know, the moment he started like making movies, like was to do that show. That's why it's sad that it ended, you know, mm-hmm. after only two seasons, because that was his his very first film, Coffee and Donuts, um, which is unavailable. I tried to find it all day, like the other day. <laughs> um, it screened during his Save the Yorkie marathon over this past year. Uh, that's one of the only times it was really ever shown publicly, um, besides like you know little fests and and in his own way and stuff like that. But uh, that film is essentially Holliston. Um, it's a similar story. Uh, but yeah, that it's never been released because it has tons of copyrighted music in it. Oh yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's actually Halston. It was sort of his baby. Yeah. I, like it's, a, it really is a bummer. I have not watched. Um, I forget if I've seen, I don't think I've seen any of the second season or if I did, it's only been, no, I really don't. I don't think I've ever watched, the second season because I watched that first season with you that one time and then I'm pretty sure that was the end of it but I do own the second season and I'm going to cherish that one a little bit more because I'm sad that we don't get any more of it Mm -hmm. but I actually liked Holliston so much that I watched like all the bonus features and all the episode commentaries and stuff like that on the first season nice yeah it's a it's a really really good um show and uh, I, I like Adam I, if there's one thing that I could say about Adam Green is he ta- there's always a story 
behind every film. And Adam Green does a fantastic job telling the stories of his films, how they came mm-hmm. about, the process, all the kicks in the balls, everything that comes along with filmmaking. And, and Adam Green has really opened or, uh, you know, uh, sort of opened the the door to like everything that he does. And I think that's why he is so, um, you know, appealing to, to movie fans because he really does share his process, which is, you don't often get. Yeah. Um, so yeah, digging up the marrow, that was, that was a really, really, uh, fun rewatch. Um, and that, you know, that was another one of the DVDs I had or Blu-rays I still had sealed there. So, uh, then I checked out Splatter University, um, Vinegar Syndrome, uh, this movie was fun. Uh, definitely not Vinegar Syndrome's nicest transfer, but I think this, I, I feel like the film stock was rough on that one. Uh, just based on it, you know, like it was even rough. It just looked rough. Uh, this one was fun. The killer was super obvious. Like, I don't know if it's supposed to be like <laughs> a secret, but I picked him out like pretty early on. Uh, but yeah, fun, fun movie, kind of a little whole religious little aspect to it. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, I had another sealed Blu-ray there, Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea. Um, basically, this submarine goes down. When it comes back up, like, the world's on fire, essentially. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah. It actually looks really cool um, how the world's all, like, red and, and stuff. But uh, they need to, like, launch a, a a nuke into the, like, thing to stop this, like, comet shower thing. Um it's like a disaster film. Honestly, I thought this was a different movie for some reason. Something else that I had seen when I was a kid. I don't think I've actually seen this. It was okay. I, I was kind of bored in, in it a little bit. I, I was, exp- I, I wanted more of like a, you know, s- something a little bit more horrific than this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more of like a adventure drama, um, disaster type thing, but I watched it. Um, and finally the, the last thing that I watched, I went and seen 1917 today Uh-huh. and that movie was awesome. Um, I caught a 2 PM screening of it, uh, at our local theater. Um, and it's a movie that I've been anticipating for a while. I love war movies. Um, and this one's pretty interesting because it's almost done in like one continuous shot for the most part. It is, there are cuts in, in there and stuff like that. Some of them are very hidden. Other ones are more obvious, like, like, uh, you know, the screen goes black and then, you know, time goes by, but for like almost all of it feels like one, you know, real time event. And like the, the whole first scene and like, watching the camera work around the characters in this like huge one um, that I couldn't even, I didn't notice a cut in it. You know, I'm sh- I'm sure there had to be, but cause it's mm-hmm. such a long scene before I noticed the first cut. Um, but wow, man, like it is a beautiful piece of cinema. It is masterful in its craft. Uh, and the story is good too. Um, you know, kind of sad at times almost cried war war makes me sad yeah 
Um, bitch. But it's basically follows these two dudes who are, um, you know, in this battalion in World War One uh, for the British forces. And they have to relay a message to um, another battalion that is about to, like, storm the Germans. Uh, basically saying, like, the Germans know you're about to storm them and it's a trap. They want you to do that. And they have to go all the way across the enemy lines to get this message to them. And uh, the one uh, soldier's brother is in that battalion, so he has even more of a reason to get there on time. Uh, and it's just pretty insane it's pretty crazy movie um i loved it it is the best film i've seen of the year (laughs) (laughs) good to know very good to know let me put that in perspective i've seen the grudge i've seen underwater (laughs) and i've seen 1917 yeah but in all honesty it is it's definitely going to be a runner for my favorite film of the year yeah Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah, I came home and even told my pap about it because I almost wish that I would have took him with me because he would have loved this too. Yeah, I could see him liking something like that. But yeah, that's the stuff that I've watched. Um, For those of you who are wondering, I think I'm at like 15 or 16 uh, unwatched titles on the year so far. Not even through the first month yet. So pretty happy about that. Um, of course, in the summer, I'll have a lot more time when 22 Shots takes a break. But yeah, I, uh, I've i been cranking through some titles of mine, which is making me so happy. Like I'm, I've been neglecting the DVDs heavy because I just love Blu-ray so much. Um, but I, for example, like today, um, while I was watching 1917, there's a lot of horrific stuff in it. Um, like there's, you know, wor- World War One trench warfare was a grotesque and horrible historical um, thing that happened. Trenchfoot. And, yeah, Trenchfoot. Yeah, that's um, what that's from. <laughs> shut up. Um, <laughs> but, it, you know, the atrocities of, of war and, you know, the, they do a good job of, like, making you feel horrible for the people, like, crawling through dead bodies in, you know, that have been rotting in the you know, weather and rats and, you know, everything and just gross flies and stuff. Um, but it got me thinking of a movie from 2002 called death watch, which was set in world war one trench warfare two, And it's a horror movie. Uh, and then it got me thinking about other war horror movies, which I think is an underutilized, um, subgenre, but I love it. Um, and I was like, you know what? I think I have one called the bunker that is sealed that I've had forever. So maybe I'll pop that one in just to see it's probably crap, but you know, I'll, I'll check it out. Um, I have a a handful of war horror movies, but not many that I haven't seen yet. So, um, that's, Mm -hmm. that's one that I haven't seen. So I figured I would, um, maybe check that out this week since I'm kind of in the mood for some more war stuff, but I would like to tie it into horror. Uh, it even made, I was like thinking like, oh man, I want to watch Dog Soldiers and Death Watch and, you know, some of the other ones that I've seen that are good. Uh, but yeah, that's what I watched this week. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. How many movies have you watched total so far this year? Um, 30, I think. Oh my, I've only watched 17. <laughs> yeah, I've been kind of killing it lately. Um, yeah. Just, 
I just I saw. It, what really helps is being able to watch whatever I want. Like when I, when I have time mm-hmm. to do that, which I don't really have time this week cause I do need to get some movies in that I'm supposed to watch, but uh, it just, it just makes things go so smooth. Yeah. I feel that I love, yeah, I love, it's kind of like when you go to the fridge though and you don't know what you oh, want to eat, but you have I... a bunch of food in the fridge that you love and you just don't know what to watch when you look at your collection. I talked about that on this week's 22 shots. Like I stand there at my collection forever and don't know what to mm-hmm. pick. So I, I've kind of just been trying to think less about it and just grab something, you know? Yeah. But all right. So, uh, do you want to get into this topic of discussion? I do. All right. So we're talking memory lane here. We're going through all of the movies that we've seen in the theater or drive in. Uh, some of them we have great memories of other ones. We have like, uh, I think we pretty much slept through that one. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. <laughs> um, yeah. and then we have stuff that I'm not even going to remember a damn thing about other things that, you know, I remember a lot about. Uh, but for the most part, we have most of these dated, not to the day, but to the month at least. Um, and we have seen 97, 97 retro horror movies combined. Uh, not all horror. Some, there's a few non horror in here and some of them Mm -hmm. we've seen multiple times, like certain titles. We've seen that movie in the theater multiple times. Um, but yeah. There's a lot of unique individual stuff that no, like stuff that very few people have ever even seen in in the theater or drive-in. Um, but you said, has there was have you ever seen a retro movie in the theater before this list? As I said, the only thing I've seen is Titanic, and that's it. There was. There was like one point they used to play Halloween, you know, 78, of course, in the theater a lot. Like, I mean, they still do. Like every year there's always almost guaranteed to be a theater that plays that. And I remember my mom saying, like, we should go to that. But we never ended up doing it, uh, whatever year that was. But, yeah, I'm pretty sure Titanic is the only one I went to see in the theater. And that that was another one my mom kind of was interested in seeing. I think they played that at, like not the waterfront or anything. It was like the Westmoreland mall, the- you know, it was like a random, just random theater. I don't know if it was, it was pro- actually, yeah, it was, I think it was in 2012. Cause it was like the hundred year anniversary of Titanic sinking. So, but it's, uh, other than that. So no, it predates not. this list, um, 2012, which, so you're the first person out of us to see a retro movie in the theater. Oh yeah. I didn't think to add it to the list, but yeah, I win. Yeah. Um, I don't think I saw anything before my first one. Um, and I, for the most part, we've seen most of these together, but there were a few that we've seen separate. Yeah. Um, so, uh, where shall we start? I guess at the beginning of the list would be best. Uh, so yes. this list dates back to 2013, which is, I think, before I met you. Yes, two years before. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Uh, So I saw four films in the theater or drive-in before I met you. Yeah? Yeah, retro ones. Pretty wild, yeah. Yeah. Uh, So the very first one that I saw 
was October 2013. It was like I remember it was before Halloween, um, like the 28th or something. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. uh, it was in a theater. It was a digital projection. It was for the I think like the 35th anniversary or something of Halloween. Um, or was it 45th? 40th. I don't remember. What 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 would that be? 78 to 2013. Uh, I guess it would have to no, wait. 45th, I guess. 45th? Holy crap. 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010s, yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Wild. I know. We're like <laughs> approaching the 50th. Fifth, fifth, wait, no, that doesn't make sense. 45th. Was it even for an anniversary, or was it just, wait, 78, 88, 98, 2008, wait. No, that doesn't make sense, you're right. 2018 would have been the 40th. Yeah. So 35th. Okay, so 35th. Um, <laughs> and it was, you know, they played um, this little thing before it and stuff like that. It was it was really cool. Um, I... I truly enjoyed Halloween that time. I, I've I've mentioned before that I was never the biggest fan of Halloween. Um, mm-hmm. growing up, like I liked Halloween three. I didn't even like Halloween t- uh, the original. Um, and I barely ever watched. I like it would be on, and I'd like see parts of it, but I never really sat down and watched it. In fact, I've seen age, I, I saw Halloween three many more times uh, before I ever saw Halloween, and then I actually seen H two O before I ever seen Halloween, um, all the way through. So eventually, I did sit down and watch it, um, probably around like two thousand ten or twelve or something, and I really liked it. And then seeing it in the theater uh, really opened my eyes towards it. Um, I think that I think that why this is so interesting too is because I think seeing a movie in the theater um can be the best way to see the movie. It it can uh bring out something that you have never experienced with the movie before. Um and that's why I'm a huge fan of seeing movies in the theater or drive in. Uh, it just it just adds a new element to it, especially if it's a movie you've seen um, elsewhere. But even stuff for the first time has a profound effect on you if you um, have a good experience. It can be a bad experience, too, in the theater, um, but usually it can be the height of your watching that movie. You know what I mean? Uh, which we will get to titles that I loved so much in the theater that it's like the best time I ever had watching the movie. Um, but yeah, I saw Halloween 78. Um, this was in, I, I, the, I have the address there. I looked it up like years later. I was wondering, I see you have the addresses on all these yeah. things. Yeah. Cause I wanted to know where I seen them in case I ever forgot. Um, but that is in like, if you Google the address, it's in like South Hills or something. Oh, so you probably saw it at the AMC in South Hills, maybe. Yeah, somewhere, somewhere. But um, it was like a very nice mall, like theater. It was very nice. I went with my cousin 
and my friend Abby, and she at my friend Abby drove us. Like this is back when I didn't have friends who were into the stuff that I was. So like I had to like make it like I had to like convince. Like I didn't even drive back then, so I <laughs> yeah. I had to like convince them that it was like a fun thing to do, and like it was always like a pain. Like I always wanted to do this stuff, but I felt like I felt like an annoying friend who was trying to drag their friends who weren't into anime or something to like an anime <laughs> thing you know it, that's how i would feel if somebody i was friends with was into anime and they were like trying to get me to like go see an anime movie or something but yeah, yeah. but yeah um so i would always i would always want to do stuff like this because i was aware of this stuff before i actually went and did it but it was like always such a pain and even that one was like a little bit rough but like I'm like made it seem like it was a big deal to me and like that it, I would be like super happy. And like back then my friend Abby, like we hung out a lot and she would always like try to, um, she would try to do stuff for me to make me happy, which is what a nice thing, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, uh, after that, like a year later, the very next movie that I saw was actually Halloween 1978. That's crazy. Um, this one back was a back. different story. This was a drive-in, a uh, very famous drive-in because it's something that we do uh, every year um, since we've been kind of hanging out. Uh, and it is the Riverside Drive-In, which is like an hour and some change away from us. But they mm -hmm. do this thing called the April Ghoul's Day Drive-In Marathon, and it's two nights, eight movies. And this particular year, I went for night one or two. I think the night before, just based on my memory, was like Suspiria and like Carrie and other cool stuff that I wish mm -hmm. I got to do. But again, I didn't drive back then. My cousin had just got his license like fairly recently. He was a late driver, too, because he's older than me. Um and I convinced him that this would be an awesome thing to do. And me, him, his little brother, and my cousin Shannon, who you know, all yeah. went to this thing. Made a huge mistake and was worried about getting to it because it was like an hour away. Went way too early. So we got there at like noon or something, you know. And you know that me and you don't get there till like 7 or 8 sometimes. So that's literally like 7 or 8 hours. That's so ridiculous when yeah. you think about it. Yeah, so... By the time the first movie started, everybody was tired and cranky from sitting around. And, like, we did do a little bit of stuff beforehand. Like, we went and got beer and, like, got, uh, um, like, went to this bowling alley that was next door that's now shut down and, you know, did, did a few things like that. But it was, like, they were miserable by, like, the second movie. Like, they were not. I could tell I like felt bad that I even drug them to this thing because they were clearly not really into it. These things were on 35 millimeters, so like to the average person, it looks like crap, and they don't even mm -hmm. want to like see it. Um, but I was like loving it, you know. Other than the fact that I felt bad, uh, so Halloween '78 on 35 millimeter is um, you, if you've seen it on 35 millimeter, we've probably seen the same print. Um, it's very orange, which is funny because Halloween, you know, pumpkins orange. The whole thing is orange. It's it's funny that it's like that. But um, then uh, the film right after that 
such a weird movie to see in a theater, but uh, also a movie that has grown on me. This was the first time I seen it at the time. It's called The Beast Within. It's basically about a damn cicada monster that rapes women. Um, it's crazy, but it's a good movie. Uh, and I have it on Blu-ray from Scream Factory. Uh, and the third movie, this was April 28th, by the way, 2014, all, all three of these ones, um, was Phantasm, 1979. And that was awesome, seeing that on 35mm. I was very happy with that. Uh, and that was it. We left after that because I could tell that they were not feeling it. Uh, and four people in a cramped car was not fun. Um, so the next movie would have been children shouldn't play with dead things, which would have been cool to see. Cause I do really like that movie. I uh, mm. made my top 10 in 1972, but, uh, we bounced out because it was, you know, and, and we do that a lot. We, we, we don't always stay for all the movies. Um, mm-hmm. cause you know, you just get tired of sitting, you know, it's, 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 it's uncomfortable to sit in a car that long. Um, but yeah, so that was uh, April twenty eighth, two thousand fourteen, and I didn't see another one until two years later, actually, almost to the day. And that was with you. So what did we see? Well, uh, this was um, when you you were trying to convince me and like some coworkers about this uh, drive in now, and you explained all that stuff how your cousins were miserable. So um, you know. You uh, to me it was like a huge event because I'd never driven like an hour away before that, which sounds crazy now because I've driven to so many places at this point. But um, so to me it was like a big event. I was so hype, and the first movie in the lineup was the well, Monster Squad. Do you, do you remember what like you almost killed us on the way there? Um. Yes, but that was because I was given very poor driving instructions. Not directions. By me. Not by me. Yeah, by uh, someone who is, um, let's just say, an ex-buddy. Um, yeah, we don't was like, like this guy at all. He was super fake and like tried to basically ruin our lives. Yeah, it's just one of those people you'd have to like meet him to even understand. But uh, yeah, it's yeah, like he Jeremy basically... times like ten on like a different level. Yeah, it's like they're similar but not. Yeah, it's you can't even describe this person, but. Um, Basically, we were, like, in the, I think we were, like, far in the right lane, and then all of a sudden he's like, oh, you have to turn left right here. So I, like, I panicked mode and uh, veered over, like, three lanes to the left, and that wasn't the correct way to go anyway. So that was fun. Um, but Yeah, I believe I even told him, like, okay, I'm navigating now. Yeah. And I remember, like, it's funny thinking back on that because this place is, like, easy to get to. It's ridiculously easy. There's like, it's a straight shot. You get on one road, then you get on another road, and then boom, you're there. Yeah, we overcomplicated it back then. What do yeah, you remember? Like I said, what do you remember from like our pre pre movie? Like, do you remember anything from that day besides almost wrecking? Um, I remember we all met at the hotel. Well, the night before, like, we made, we acted like we were going to the beat to Florida or something for, like, <laughs> a week. Or, like, we made such a big deal out of this. We went to Denny's the night before to plan out things, which I think we barely even did that. We kind of just, like, ate. Uh-huh. And then we ended oh, up going see, to Walmart. I didn't Walmart. remember that. Like, uh, this is fun talking about it because I didn't remember that, that we went to oh, Denny's. Oh, yeah. 
I remember. And then I think it was the same night after we ate, we went to Walmart because I think we all took off the next day. So, you know, it was late, but who cared? And we went to Walmart and we bought a ridiculous amount of snackage that we barely ate any of as well as drinks. But that was still fun. I always I love going to the store and just buying a bunch of junk food, even though I know damn well I'm not going to end up eating it all. It's Mm. just once again, we acted like we pretty much brought enough food to feed uh, a family of 20. But this we also did not know that this drive in what the food was going to be like there. Because some, you know, drive ins typically have. I I knew that it had good food. I didn't really share that information. Yeah. But also we didn't we in our heads, we always think, oh, we're going to save money and bring all these snacks. But, uh, you know, we'll get into it, but we end up eating way too much of the drive and buying all their food there anyway. But so we did that. And then the next day, of course, rolled around and we met at the hotel, I believe. And um, I remember we all piled into my car. I was the one driving, of course. And we you made a playlist, a CD. That was the first time you made me a mix CD with um, music that you like. And I remember it was Hobson. The first song was that Hobson song called The Good Guys Get Left Behind. (laughs) And you said this song is about you to the guy that we don't want to talk about anymore. And it was awkward because that guy like had a crush on me. But um, so we. Oh, I remember we pulled into the gas station because I I looked. I heard this noise and I looked behind me and the trunk was open that we put all the wow, food in the see, trunk was like wide open yeah it was hilarious because i remember we pulled over and i was in my head i thought we're gonna die on this trip because we can't <laughs> even get out of our town but and then yeah we drove along everything w- went smoothly besides pretty much that one part where we almost wrecked because of me and the directions and all that and but I'm trying to think i think that was pretty much it we got there I think we got there earlier than we typically do now because we were nervous, not as early as noon, but we still got there probably around five or something like that when it was still pretty bright out because they usually start the movies around nine. I think sundown's like an eight, but they don't end up getting it rolling until yeah. around nine o'clock. So. I've noticed over the years they've gotten a little bit faster with stuff. Like they don't take as much time in between the movies like they they did at first, which is nice because it, sometimes it does just drag. Yeah, the they do this thing where they play these like old fashioned drive in commercials, which the first time I went I thought that was awesome and cute and cool, but it gets a little bit annoying after a while. So but yeah, they do pick it up now more nowadays. But yeah, I think we just kinda chilled yeah, up until pretty, the movie. It's a pretty cool place. Um it's a drive in, mm-hmm. it's a single screen. Um, a lot of people don't have drive-ins in their area, like like a lot of people don't. So we actually are fortunate we have two um, we actually Once in our actual town in our hometown. They don't do retro stuff that much. Like every once, like maybe once a year. Um, but it's never as cool as like this place. Um, but yeah, mm. they do, they do. Um, it has three screens though. So it's, it's kind of interesting, but yeah, it's, 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 it's a cool one here, but this one is fun cause they do the retro things and, um, I think the cool th- play- thing about this place is the food. They have very yummy food. Like their pizza's good. Um, they have like pizza burgers and, you know, cheese fries and, uh, mm. chicken strips and all this yummy they pretty stuff. Much, 
they go all out too for this event. Like they have their basic driving snacks, but then they always have a specialty menu that's usually pretty bomb. You know, yeah. it's not this like year didn't... cheap tasting and gross or anything. I don't know if this year had a specialty thing. I know that the next year, um, I'll talk about what they did there uh, when mm-hmm. we get to there. But um, yeah, it was uh, actually yeah they did. They had a like a funnel cake that was like had cherry stuff like cherry syrup on it or something for like oh, the okay. vampire okay. theme. I remember that now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, the first title was monster squad, 1987. It was vampire themes this night. Yes. And I had, I actually honestly had never seen any of these movies before, That's which is crazy. Crazy. Yeah, it is. Cause I've now at this point seen them multiple times besides monster squad. Actually, that was a first time watch. It was an early time watch and I, I wasn't don't too into it. it. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, like, I was we not too pay into that one. A ton of attention because we were like having fun and just bullshitting and stuff like that. But um, yeah, the Monster Squad. It's a, it's a fun movie. I, I I've never loved it like other people do, but I have I didn't see it when I was a kid either. But April thirtieth, two thousand sixteen, Monster Squad let off the night. What did we see after that? We saw the Lost Boys, which I was that was probably my favorite one to watch. Um, I thought it was great fun movie and that's become a movie that i really enjoy i've seen that multiple times at this point um but that's actually it started downpouring for the rest of the night unfortunately (laughs) from lost boys on yeah and it's those of you who haven't been in like a drive-in it's like a pain because the windows fog and you have to turn the car on like every two seconds yeah Um, you have to gather all your stuff throw it back in the car and just you know when you have a group of four it it's extra sucky because then they're in the back seat. But also, it's normally cold as f by the time it hits like nine p.m. because uh, it is mm-hmm. still April, you know, and it is cold here in the you know northeast. Mm. Um, but yeah, so uh, the Lost Boys. I remember actually paying attention to this one pretty decently. Um, I do love the Lost Boys, so that was pretty cool. Yeah. And then next up, we had uh, Fright Night. That's Again, the one I first... probably paid attention to the least. I I remember paying attention to it until, like, the halfway mark, and then I kind of fell out of it. Again, I've had multiple times to watch it again, and that's one that's also grown on me, and I enjoy It's not my favorite movie in the world, but I, I can have fun with it. I think it's a pretty decent film. But, yeah, honestly, this whole this uh, year in particular, since there was four of us, I think we were doing a lot of talking and laughing, and also it was raining, so we probably weren't paying great attention to these films, but it was a fun time. Fright Night was a cool one, even though, you know, I didn't pay full attention to it. Yeah, um... I've seen Fright Night a, uh, a bunch of times. Um, it wasn't like I hadn't seen it before, but yeah, I didn't pay a ton of attention to it. And then uh, we finished off with Near Dark, 1987. And this was actually incredibly fun for me because I do love Near Dark. And I was very into it while watching it. Um, and I, just, I do remember, like, couldn't wait to, like, leave and go home and go to sleep, though. Because it was still, like, an mm-hmm. hour drive back. Um, so, yeah, we we like hauled ass out of there. Like we do every time that it's over. Um, but yeah, I, I know that I don't think you paid attention a ton to this one, but I was pretty into it. Yeah, I didn't up until the end. I, I enjoyed the end, how it's like, 
kind of paralleled real life since this was probably I feel like this was the latest one that we've ever been to yeah, too as far as daylight. I remember yeah. it's getting daylight. And in near dark, of course, it's kinda like the same type of vibe. And we started driving away like as the before the credits even rolled, you were like, It's over, go and but uh I, I enjoyed that. I just realized all these movies were from eighty seven besides Fright Night. <laughs> That is weird. Yeah, but but yeah, that was all in all a pretty fun experience. There was another night. Um, see, back then we only went one night, um, and sometimes we only go one night. But um, that was uh, the the night before or after was zombies. It was like mm-hmm. I know Night of the Living Dead ninety was on there, but I don't remember what else was. Me neither. Yeah. All had like similar titles, but I don't remember. Uh, yeah, so then we didn't see anything else until September of that year, and we went back to the drive-in, the same drive-in, because they do a September show too. The September show is never our favorite, um, but yeah, dude, uh, this one, <laughs> I remember it was just me and you at first, and... I remember that it was actually like semi nice out that night. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that sucks. Like the September one, you can actually wear like short sleeves too, and it's really nice. But the movies they and it's almost October, so you know it's almost Halloween time. But the movies they play are never the ones I'm really thrilled for. I almost wish I almost wish they would like switch that up sometimes. But yeah, it's um, it, it, they they tend to play like crappier movies or like ones from the 70s or 60s or 50s and it it just depends really like sometimes it's good stuff sometimes it's bad stuff like the the start um horror of the zombies which is one of the blind dead films um i think is it the ghost gal is it the seagulls one or the ghost ghost guy it's the ghost galleon um Yeah. yeah i actually really like that movie I did really like that one. It was very creepy and it was like great for outdoor, like creepy drive-in stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. but then like night of the howling beast was next and I don't really remember much about it. Do you? No, (laughs) I didn't even remember the title of these movies other than house of psychotic women. Cause I remember watching that one and thinking like, wow, this really sucks. So (laughs) yeah. Um, so those three, um, House yeah. of Sight or Night of Howling Beast. I don't remember too much about. Nor was that like I. a? That was that wasn't like a Wolf Manny type movie, was it? Yeah, I it? think it was actually. It was kind of okay. Yeah, I I remember it briefly, like bits and pieces, but not enough to tell you a I want full to say review. These were Spanish, Spanish movies. That was the theme that night, I believe. Yeah, I think. Um, I I do remember that. Um, the guy that we were mentioning did show up there for like the third movie. Oh my god! Yeah, I re- now I remember that. Yeah, and we we left. We just went. We he just got there, and we just left after that. Yeah, and then yeah. Um, he thought he was like gonna be like edgy all of a sudden and smoke weed. Which yeah, he was he... like very against for a long time, but he just started doing it out of nowhere. Like I think because I told stories of me like smoking weed when I was younger, and yeah, he... uh, he, you probably laughed at it or something. So he's like, maybe I should smoke weed now. You know what I mean? <laughs> Honestly, he was, like, yeah, obsessed this... with you. Yeah, it was. I actually, obviously, I remember the events that took place that night, but I forgot it was at that drive-in 
it seems yeah. so long ago now, but um, yeah, so we <laughs> ended up going back to my place to, you know, smoke his weed, and um, it was like, the, it was horrible from then on out. We kind of just sat on the couch, and the whole time I'm thinking, like, this guy is going to, like, molest me or something. Yeah, and... I got really stoned, honestly, and I was, like, just sitting there laughing. It, I think he was, like, trying to sing or something. It was really bad. <laughs> um, But I just kept wanting to, him to talk because it meant I didn't have to talk. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just remember it kept getting later and later. It was like 6 a.m. And I, I, I could tell you wanted to go to bed. I could tell I wanted to go home. I could tell he wanted to sit on your couch for six more hours. <laughs> and you basically, I basically had to, t- I kept trying to be to like, drop the hint. Like, yeah, we better get on going, you know? And he's all like, I don't want to hold you up. Yeah, like he's like basically saying like, oh, go ahead, I'll stay here. And I could tell Carly didn't want that. So I eventually was just like, bro, listen, you're coming with me. Like she wants to go to freaking bed Um, and drug him out of the house. And I remember standing out in like the sunlight, like coming up. It was like all foggy and stuff. And I was like, dude, I was like, you have to take a hint, man. Like I tried to get, I gave him like a big pep talk about like taking a hint and things like that. Um, and then I drove home scared as F because it was foggy and I was still messed up and I just like, I did, did I even have a license? I don't even think I had a license. I don't even know. Did I have a license? Yeah. You had your light. Yeah. You had your license. Oh, I had it for like one month (laughs) or no, it was like, I thought you got it like October. I thought that was like 2015 when you first Uh, got it. Cause I remember being like. You were like, I just got my license yesterday, and I still wasn't really friends with you at that time. You were okay, just, like, a person then. I talked to, and I was like, what? Yeah, maybe it was then. Okay, so I had it for, like, a, a year or something, but I wasn't mm. that experienced at driving, and I was scared. It was so foggy. I kept thinking that I got off on a wrong turn, and I would have a heart attack. But, yeah, that so that that's the most notable thing of that night. <laughs> yeah, not the movies, just the events that transpired, but... Uh, yeah, moving along here. Um, we discovered something. We discovered that there was another theater that did retro movies. That we did, and it changed our lives for the better. And that's how. And since then, we've seen like hundreds of movies—not hundreds, but you know. Yeah. Um, how did we even figure that out? I wonder. Were, were you looking I, at events I on Facebook? How, I know how. I just remembered it. We went. Around around this time, like the week before or something, like September 14th or something, to go see Rob Zombie's 31 at 31. this theater. And yeah. It was the only place it was playing, and it was like a, like this one-night fathom thing. So um, we went there, and in the lobby, there was um, a paper that showed a, a list of... Um, titles that were happening in September and October uh, at this theater like retro movies and then we found out that this theater does a classic movie night every Wednesday so every Wednesday they show something uh, of you know retro so sometimes most of the time it's not horror but sometimes it's horror and we try to go to all the horror ones but we miss some of them just because a scheduling conflicts you know B like sometimes we're just really drained and aren't up to it 
We try not to let that happen, but sometimes it does happen where we both just don't really feel like it. Um, sometimes we have stuff going on or whatever, but, um, the first one that we seen on there was the very next weekend. It was the shining. Yeah, that's crazy. 31 was the first movie we saw there. And, you know, this was another one of those things where I was terrified to drive there. And now that drive is pretty freaking easy besides, you know, sometimes there's high traffic. But other mm-hmm. than that, it's a very, very simple drive for us. It's rather far away, but um, it's just crazy to think I was scared to drive out there because it's more closer or it's more close to a uh, Pittsburgh area. And that sketches me out, but. Yeah, so we saw The Shining, 1980. Mm-hmm. On the big screen. This yeah, was uh, digital, by the way. The other, everything mm-hmm. else was 35 millimeter up until this. Yeah, and that one, you know, that's one of my, that's, I consider that my favorite horror movie of all time. So I was really pumped to see it on the big screen. Um now it's it's weird because since that was so long ago, I don't have like a significant memory of it, honestly. Like there's other ones on this list where I feel like I had like better memory of them or it was like a better event. But uh, I did enjoy it. Um, there, It's one of those things where stuff I didn't notice before, like little details such as the boy having the chocolate ice cream on his face when he's talking and he's eating the ice cream. And I actually never, I know everyone knows about this, but I never noticed that Wendy's cigarette needed ashed severely in that one scene. So, uh, you know, cool stuff like that. I remember from the film, but, uh, that's not, that was awesome to see on the screen. It it makes everything more chilling. I would say like just all the music cues Mm. and everything just seems so much scarier. Even going back to like Titanic, that's a movie I never really got emotional about it. I kind of thought it was dumb, but I like cried through so much of that film and it's cause it was on the big screen and that's kind of like with the shining. It's just, everything just seems so much scarier, even though I've seen it a million times. So that's pretty cool. I know you're not as huge on the shining, but you like it as a film, but it's not yeah, one of your favorites. I, I like it as a movie. I think it's, you know, cinematically amazing, but uh, I'm just not the hugest fan, but I did appreciate it watching it on the big screen more than I had in the past just because like you really get to take in Kubrick's vision and um, like even the opening shot, it looks so great on the massive screen. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it was, it was a good time. Um, there was a few other things that were playing during that time, like Halloween and a couple of things that we didn't end up getting to. Um, but we did return to the theater for one other, um, during that time span. But first we found, uh, another theater that we fell in love with, um, which we will talk about its tragic end later. Um, but it was a theater called the Hollywood theater. Yes. And this and... is more like in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's legit. Like right outside of Pittsburgh and this it's called Dormont is the town and um it's it was in this like weird little cool area that I really enjoyed too it that was one of those places where I always needed a GPS to get to no matter what and we did get lost once or twice and the one time we got lost it was very scary we were almost on like the you know classic bright tunnels to Pittsburgh it was intense but um yeah that theater was awesome it it just had 
it focused on old stuff. It was from the 20s, I believe. It, you know, it was a classic theater. Yeah. Uh, one screen theater. Yeah, it was like they had been around for like 100 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's it's a one screen theater. I, I love the inside of it. Um, mm-hmm. the historical like posters all over the place. And it was just, it was such a, it was like home to us. Like it felt like home when we found that place. Um, and the first film we ever saw there was Phantasm 1979. Um, and dude, I don't know about you. Um, it was the, like the new, the new transfer, like the new 4k transfer or something. Uh, but that is one of my favorite theatrical experiences ever. Yeah, I completely agree. It's one I think about even to this day with all the stuff we've seen. That's the one I always kind of go back to in my mind, not only because Phantasm is one of my favorite movies as well, but just the whole crowd that was there was just so into it. They were actual, you could tell everyone there was a hardcore fan of Phantasm, which I don't know why you would be there if you weren't. And it's just, like, anytime, like, a funny line was said, everyone would laugh. And then, like, you know, just, you know, all the appreciative sounds and stuff like that. It was just amazing. And the transfer was amazing as well. And Phantasm. I just love Phantasm. I think it's a fantastic movie. It's in my top five movies of all time. And, yeah, I fell in love with the theater, fell right back in love with Phantasm and just all the people there. I just felt like I was, that's why it felt so homey. It felt like you were with true fans when you were there. Yeah. So from somebody who had seen Phantasm in this type of setting before, um, cause I had seen it on 35 millimeter with my cousins. Mm-hmm. This was a completely different experience. It was so much funner. It was just like, you know, one, I was actually in company of people who were just as in love with the movie. And it was actually pretty cool because the next, like, the next week or, like, next couple weeks or something, they were showing Phantasm 5 for the very first Mm -hmm. time. You know, it was like the premiere, like a premiere. And uh, we went to that, too. That was disappointing, but, you know, at the same time, seeing Phantasm beforehand, knowing Phantasm 5 was, like, in a week or two was awesome. And, yeah, I had had a blast watching Phantasm. It, It was definitely... You know, out of all these experiences, it's, it's probably near the top for me. Yep, completely agree. I remember even going to see Phantasm Five and standing out. That was another thing. Like the line to get in to see was I forget if it was Phantasm or Phantasm Five. There was actually a line of people outside waiting to get in because they were, you know, everyone was yeah, coming. I think we so that was, pretty was a little cool. scared, or did we buy tickets ahead of time? I don't remember. I think we might have. I'm pretty sure we bought them ahead of time. Mm-hmm. But all right, did so, we did we go to the gyro place that time next door? I don't know if we did that time. I can't remember. Yeah. Well, there was a pretty cool gyro place next door too that I appreciated. But yeah. anyway, to move along here. Yeah, the next one uh, we went back to the waterfront, which is the one where we saw The Shining at, and we saw Psycho. Um, is that the only time we've seen Psycho or does it pop back up on this list? That, that's the only time. Man, it feels more recent than, than that. It's weird. I know. But, um, yeah, Psycho, uh, that's another one, um, that I grew up watching and, uh, 
I just I love the movie. It was that was another pretty good experience. I don't remember it we super definitely vividly. Went with someone. I just don't remember who. No, I think we I think we saw that one. I don't think we did. You sure? We went to see no, we went to see the one that we have coming up next with people, but Psycho I specifically remember it was just you and me. Hmm. Like I actually remember cuz we sat in the like front row for that one for some reason. We used to sit up front in that theater back when I still like you didn't have to up pick front a- every once in a while. Yeah, but um, um yeah, yeah, that was another Psycho, good one. Yeah, that that was awesome seeing it on the big screen. There's not much to say besides it was just cool. It was um, psycho. Yeah. What did we see next? That was the last we one of twenty sixteen. Yeah, and then January, bringing up January 18th, 2017, we went back to the good old waterfront and we saw The Thang from 1982. Yeah, and we had uh, people with us on that one, right? Yes. Now, this is one of the ones, I'll just say ahead of time, we've seen multiple times. Um, I believe we had two people No. I don't remember, but yeah, we did. We, I think we've always had people with us when we went to see the thing, but, um, yeah, the thing, this is a movie that I know is one of JP's, uh, favorites of all time. I had quote unquote seen it once, uh, by myself at home for the first time and I just didn't get into it. I didn't pay attention to it rather as I should have. Do we have John Spaspato with us? That's what I was going to say. It was, I know we went with him and our other friend, Matt, at one point. I don't remember if it was this time or the next year that we went to see it, though. Gotcha. 2017. Yeah. You know what? It probably was this time. But, gotcha. um, yeah. So we ate at, uh, Burgatory. And I tried to order night. off the kids' menu. Yeah. And she, like, you made you feel like a fool. Oh, dude, that but, was really embarrassing. I didn't, kn- dude. They shouldn't name their food like chicky nugs or something. <laughs> Chicken nuggies. <laughs> it's and then like we always get the fork it, and it's like, yeah, I'll have a fork it. I think John like asked for something too, and it was like something embarrassing happened there too. It was just a train wreck. But the food's pretty good there. I, I enjoy that place. But, uh, yeah, the thing, uh, watching it on, in the theater, I gained appreciation for it. It's still not, like, up there is one of my favorites, but there's no denying to me now that it is a 10 out of 10 film. It's just not one that I really watch alone on my own time like other people do. Like, I enjoy going to see it in the theater anytime it comes around, but it's not one that I like to rewatch a whole lot for whatever reason. But it is a perfect movie, I will say. Yeah, well, you need to get into gear with that i remember the i remember (laughs) you watching it and then like you not really paying attention to it and then when you saw it in the theater you were like okay yeah that that is a great movie yeah and i'm fake and i was like i was like i don't know i just uh, it was all right but i actually didn't pay attention to it that one time so yeah i've changed what happened after that april 29th 2017 yes this was our second, or I guess third, drive-in. It was my second April Goals Day, and I guess your third. And um, did we go to, yeah, we went to both nights on this. Oh, yeah, this was whenever we got the hotel and 
I ruined the trip. But um, yeah. So the lineup for these for this yeah, these so two nights this was pretty one, cool. This one we actually did something different, and we got a hotel in like a completely another town that was like kind of even far away. Um, Third town yeah, of like Indiana. Uh, and we just we, like our, our plan was to just like explore that town, you know, take the weekend, um, and explore that town, sort of um, go to the, like the pawn shops and stuff. But unfortunately, you got like a little bit sick, so it kind of wasn't really that fun. But we still had fun watching the movies. Yeah, um, yeah, it was definitely nice to you know get a hotel and there's. <laughs> We come to find there's really not a lot to do in the town that we were staying in, or really the town that the drive-in is in. But there were there was a decent amount of pawn shops, so that was fun. I remember we went to like uh, the one up by there was there was a mall, a pretty crappy mall, Indiana mall, uh, definitely like a dead mall. But um, yeah, so there was a Goodwill as well and stuff like that. But so that was we that actually was fun did for the get most part. some titles at the Goodwill, I think, right? Um, yes, I remember I picked up, uh, Big Trouble in Little China, which I still have not watched. It's just been kind of yeah, chilling in my I collection. Grabbed, um, Candyman, Lord of Illusions, a couple of things. I think I ended up with Candyman too. And the pawn shop we went to as well. Um, that's where I actually just talked about in the last podcast. I picked up that Christina's House movie as well as, uh, Patrick a pretty good um film australian film on dvd and uh so so that's cool i enjoy exploring places especially when it's a new territory but yeah to get into the movies the first new movie of night one was the texas chainsaw massacre part two 1986 yeah that was really cool to see on the big screen because we love that movie and uh this time they had a special um i think tacos they had tacos this time, and they were huge. I remember I got one, and I was like, wow, this thing is like a damn burrito, but it's a taco. It was mm-hmm. big. Yeah, they were pretty good. They also had, like, random stuff to go with the theme as well, like chili, which I don't really want to get chili in the drive-in, but that, you know, that's always cool. But, mm-hmm. yeah, TCM2, another one of my favorites. Um, enjoyed watching that one. Um, then next up was uh motel hell which i'm not a huge (laughs) fan of honestly i've never like the first time i seen it i was like so excited for it because everybody talks about how cool motel hell is and how awesome it Mm -hmm. is and i never liked it and um you know then i saw it this drive-in and i was like yeah yeah it was cool i guess but i'm still not a huge fan yeah, I also I barely really paid attention. That was probably the one I least paid attention to at this drive-in because I could not get into it. And um, I've never seen that movie just like on my own time. I've only seen it at drive-ins, oddly enough. And it's just not one that I feel like watching on my own time because I thought it was it just seemed a little too hokey and silly for me. But then after that, we had I Drink Your Blood from 1970. Which I really ended up enjoying. I thought that movie was really fun. I I liked it as well, I remember. It was a little weird, and I remember it having, like, a gross dinner time scene. They had, just... like, meat pies or something. And they were, oh, uh, I almost want to puke just thinking about it. Just <laughs> I hate the sound of people chewing, and I hate 
watching them chew and the whole scene focused on close-ups of them chewing and i think there was something sketchy with it like they put there was blood in the pies or it just makes me yeah just meat pie makes me sick too i feel like gagging right now but yeah i remember enjoying that one yeah and you know what's funny is um i've wanted to own that there's a grindhouse releasing put out a blu-ray of that like a three disc or something that i've been wanting forever but i still haven't got um Mm -hmm. gotta pick that up one day uh, before it goes out of dang print but yeah, because uh, I, I really enjoyed that movie because that was the only one of night one that I – actually, that that was the only one I hadn't seen in all eight movies. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I wanted to – that one ended up being fun. Yeah. Then after that, we had Deranged Confessions of a Necrophile, uh, which, 1974. Which um, is a – Ed Gein film, and it's actually I think the one of the first films Tom Savini ever did effects on. Mm. Um, but yeah, that I love that movie. That movie's awesome, and it was a great uh, ender to the to the night. Um, I I think that movie kicks ass. Yeah, I liked it a lot too. I don't remember it a ton, but I enjoyed it as well. Pretty good lineup for that night, number one, and number two as well. Yeah, so uh, the very next night we come back um, after going to that hotel and staying. And I remember I woke up, like, way too early. Um, yeah. I think it was because it was our first time staying there because anytime we've done that since, I've, like, slept way longer. Um, yeah. But wake up, woke up way too early. Um, we went to a Chinese restaurant, and it wasn't that – it was, like, okay – um, but yeah, then we explored the town a little bit, then, uh, went back to the drive-in and the first film was child's play 1988. And I remember just this great, awesome feeling. It was like cold out, but we like had layers on and like we were sitting out and it was like kind of windy. It was just like the perfect night for a drive-in mm-hmm. and child's play. I really enjoyed seeing that on the big screen. Um, yeah, that that was a good time. Um, I actually forgot the the uh, gentleman we keep bringing up showed up to this drive-in as well with his like lame friend, and then our friend Matt, and they like sat oh, in their great van. Lame friend. I thought you were talking yeah. about Matt at first. I'm like, hey, he might be no. listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's why. Well, that was actually pretty rude because I think Matt's friends with that guy too. But so sorry if Matt listens to this. But um, it was more of yeah, a this on Fred than anybody. <laughs> Wait, what's? Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, and they just kind of like sat in their rape van. That was like when that was kind of the final end of that. Uh, I guess you could say friendship. Yeah. When you could. I think that was like right before a bunch of uh, things it was hit the before. fan. Yep, it was like a, two like, months before. Legit, yeah, and you could tell everything was wrong. But so that was great. But to get back to the movies, uh, the next one was Black Christmas, and uh, you know, of course, from 1974. That movie was one I I still like. It's not one of my favorites. I think it's just kind of slow at times for me, and I don't get super into it. But uh, I will say this drive-in experience watching it, because I've seen it multiple times at this point, and I think that was my best experience ever watching the movie based on the atmosphere alone. The print wasn't that great, but I think that also kind of added to the atmosphere. It was just It made it look really old and uh, 
uh, yeah, I really enjoyed that one. Yeah, I think I, I think fell asleep a little bit during that one. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was April when we're watching like a Christmas horror movie, but uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, it gave me chills a few times throughout it, and yeah, I really liked it, and I really liked the next one we saw too, which was a first-time watch for me, uh, probably my favorite one, and that was Madman 1981. Um, yeah, that, that I, was know, fun seeing in the drive-in. It was like perfect because it's set out in the woods and stuff like that. Um, and this drive-in is like surrounded by woods. It's like kind of in the middle of nowhere. So, um, yeah, yeah that, that was actually really cool seeing Madman. Um, and then, um, we didn't, st- well, I, did you want to say anything else about Madman? Uh, just, it, it made it really creepy and it made me enjoy Madman. I know it's a lower tier slasher and most people are like, eh, it's all right. But I, I really like Madman because of that experience, but yeah, and then there was a fourth feature that we decided to bounce beforehand. Yeah, it was a trick uh, or treat, the one with um, Sammy Kerr, which I do like that movie a lot. But I had just watched it, I believe, for our Halloween show or something like that, like that year or the year before or something. And we were like, I was like dead tired from waking up way too early at that hotel and spending the whole day like driving around and walking around and then sitting around. We were just kind of exhausted. So uh, we watched seven out of the eight features, which was pretty good. That was the most we ever, Mm -hmm. ever watched up up until that time. Um, And then uh, June 21st, we watched uh, a non-horror movie. It's my favorite movie of all time, so I made you go to this. You had never seen it. Um, but it is 1985's The Goonies. Uh, the one thing that I remember about this is I kept like saying like how awesome like everything was, and you're like, yeah, yeah. And then some chick, some like hot mom, was like, no, listen to him. He's right. This movie is awesome. Remember? Oh yeah, and I remember now. I didn't remember. No, I didn't remember that. So that's interesting. And then you saying it brought it back to my. Yeah. memory she but... was like she's like no he's he's completely right this mo- like i remember her like being like yeah like listen to this guy he knows what's and up and then i pimp slapped her <laughs> just kidding but um no uh yeah the goonies unfortunately i did not grow up watching that so it it's one of those things where it's not as special to my heart as it is for a lot of people i can see why people like it because it's another childhood adventure film and i i like movies like that so it's weird that i'm not as into it as everyone else um i've seen that one a few times too now and um actually i i watched this back in like school but i think it was one of those things where it was right before like school was about to let out for a holiday and a class was just playing it and we never actually finished it so yeah, I kind of watched The Goonies before, kind of didn't. And even back then, I remember all the kids in the class were like, "Yeah, The Goonies," and they were all excited to watch it. And I'm sitting there like, "Why? I'd, I've never seen this." I'm movie surprised before. they let you watch that because they cuss. Yeah, I, I I forget. I think it was in middle school too. So yeah, I remember, you know, when Corey Feldman's character first comes in, he's like, "Oh, like Earth." One, I think what, the one kid looking out the the, the S H I T word since we're not allowed to say this on this podcast apparently um, was said and everyone's like ha 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 and then there's of course that part with the penis statue and I was even sitting there like wow I can't believe we're watching this in school but yeah Goonies uh, not 
just not nostalgic for it, I guess. But don't deny it's a good movie. Yeah, I love it. It's my favorite. So after that, Jaws. Yeah, I remember this because I was in a really bad mood. Um, I was super depressed. Oh, okay. I was gonna. I was about to say. I thought that was the last time we went to see it. But yes, this was. Jesus whole thing has become like a timeline of that toxic friend we had <laughs> yeah uh, but, basically that friend we had um wrote a letter to our corporate office where we used to work together um and basically like threw me and a couple other managers under the bus and drug carly into it and became like this huge like depressing thing and i was real worried about it and Turns out I shouldn't have been at all because, like, pretty much, like, our corporate office was, like, laughing and didn't care and, um, like, already, like, respected it and, um, trusted us and didn't even know this dude. So they took our side and, um, it was, but at the time I was super stressed about it and it, like, depressed me. I felt betrayed because I had no idea this was coming. And it really just stemmed from jealousy of our friendship because the dude had a major crush on you. Yeah. Like, the letter he wrote had... I could see why they just t didn't take it serious because it had the most ridiculous accusation. Like, this dude was, like, a 30-year-old virgin. So he... Didn't he write, like, oh, you know, Carly and Justin, they spend a lot of times in the rooms. One might wonder what they're doing in there. Like, Yeah, but then he also said the same thing about your you and your gay friend yeah my obviously like super gay friend who's super open and proud about it and like will actually talk about like banging guys in front of you so um yeah he was trying to like pretty much allude to the fact that we were in the rooms either making out or just straight up banging within like you know a five minute i guess five minutes at a time like he thought we were going into each room and just doing that but you know anyway jaws though i love jaws uh I've come to love Jaws from seeing it in the in the theater multiple times. So the fun thing I about, had a good time. The fun thing about seeing this in the theater was those guys who dress up like the characters from Jaws. Yes, uh, there is a crowd, a crew of people who dress up like the three guys, and then they have one guy dress up like the shark, and they pretty much I think they come to every single every year to uh, see Jaws. So uh, it's pretty awesome. People take pictures with them and everything, and. Uh, Fun times. What can you say about Jaws? It's classic material. Great film. Yeah, this was the week before July 4th. Perfect time to check it out. Unfortunately, I wasn't. I was just super depressed during that. I, I didn't really enjoy it. I actually slept, fell asleep. I remember. You, you, oh, yeah. One that's of the... where the joke came from. Like, you slept through all of Jaws. Oh, yeah. That's an old joke that we haven't brought up in a while. But yeah, because I haven't fallen haven't... asleep. <laughs> Well, I haven't brought. I was gonna say I haven't brought it up in a while because you went on to then sleep at a lot of other movies too. But nowadays, yes, I agree to defend you. You have not fell asleep in a while. So. Yeah, but I, I like slept. I fell asleep through some. Not it wasn't all of it. I just I, I, I fell asleep through some scenes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was fun. It was good. Um, good movie. Mm -hmm. uh, and then. Then some time passed, and we didn't get back out there. Uh, that was at the waterfront, those last two, by the way. Um, mm -hmm. Also at the waterfront, August 4th, 2017. Probably maybe the earliest film on 
or the latest film on this entire list, I think, could be. Um, that's 2007's The Mist. Yeah, um, and pretty much they played that because the guy who runs the events, it's like he mentioned it was one of his favorite uh, Stephen King adaptations or favorite movies ever or something like that. So he kind of was the originator of it. Unfortunately, you know, it's The Mist and no, I guess No, nobody showed up. Dude, it was no, like too was new, like, I think. That's the reason. I agree. Like, there was probably like three other groups in the theater, if that's with us. So I did feel you bad about that. You tell he was cause... really bummed. He's like, uh, was, uh, because sometimes he'll get on mic and talk beforehand. Sometimes they even uh-huh. have like trivia and stuff, which is cool. But mm-hmm. he was like, huh, I was, uh, expecting a little bit more of a show out. <laughs> felt bad yeah. for that dude. Because I it's think like... he had just taken over for the other dude, too, around that time. Yeah. Yeah, so he's like dropped the ball there. But, um, you know, The Mist, it, it's a great film, but I could see people not showing up because they probably just saw it in the theater 10 years prior. So, um, yeah, but that was, that's a good one. What can you say? Another mm-hmm. great, uh, great film. Yeah, was- I really enjoyed that one. Mist is one of my favorites. Um, after that, we go back to September, back to the drive-in. Um, this is for the September show at the Riverside Drive-In. Uh, the Monster Rama, and uh, the 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 September show is the original show, like that existed first, which is more of like monster. It, it, it started as like monster movies, and then kind of mm-hmm. goes into different stuff. But the April one is more like eighties and seventies classic horror, while these ones are more like B movies or like monster movies. But um, this actually might be the best year, the best one for me. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I probably agree. It started off with the tingler, which was awesome. You know, William Castle, uh, it's one of those films that like has a gimmick. It's like the, the tingler is, is stop in the middle of the movie. And it's like the tingler is loose in this theater. Scream, scream, you know, to like, cause like the tingler, that's the only way you could stop the tingler is by like screaming. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just hear all these screams from like all these different spots in the woods. It's pretty, it was pretty cool. I had dug yeah. that. Um, and then uh, Monsters Go, Monster Go Home from 66. Uh, man, that was fucking... Oops. <laughs> that that started off good and just got horrible for me. <laughs> I completely agree. And I was actually really disappointed because I grew up... I watched the Monsters quite a bit when I was a kid. And I thought... They were hilarious, and I actually thought the star of the movie had some pretty good, funny moments, but they just, I don't know. I Like, I see people say they like this movie, and I, I that whole car, what is it, like a car race or something that happens? Yeah. It, it, take, it feels like it's 50 minutes of the movie, which I'm sure it's not actually as long as I remember it, but... I just wasn't into it at all, and I was sad because yeah. I was looking forward to the film. I thought I would enjoy it. Yeah, when it was like the monsters in their house and stuff, it was fun, and then it got sucky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but after that, we have Attack of the 50-Foot Woman. I've always liked that movie. Yeah, I don't remember that one a ton, mm. besides there being a 50-Foot Woman. Yeah, I've seen I've seen it before, so it I you know I I half paid attention to it, but I had seen it before, so... Um, and then, uh, the last one was Creature from a Black Lagoon, and that one was awesome. Yes. I love Creature I'd from a like, Black Lagoon. 
I would like to watch that one. Oh, I have that Blu-ray set that you gave me, and I haven't rewatched it, but I would like to rewatch it because that was the one and only time I had actually ever seen it before. Yeah, it looked really good on the big screen, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then we went and seen. So there was uh, that was September, um, and then October. Wow, we really didn't do much in that October season of 2017. Yeah, I guess not. Um, yeah, we. I remember that was the year that we we did a few things. That was the year that we did go and see Victor Crowley and all that. But oh, as yeah, far yeah. as retro, that was really stuff. Fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, retro um, stuff. We did nothing. <laughs> we got to see uh, Friday the Thirteenth in October on Friday the Thirteenth. It was great. Um, yeah. I loved like that's the first time I truly loved Fr- the original Friday Thirteenth because I've always been a sequel guy with those. Um, but yeah, I've, I I loved watching it. The like atmosphere and like the sounds of the woods and like the rain and stuff just worked so well for me. Yeah, I'm a part one guy myself with Friday the Thirteenth, so I had a great time. Um, I've come to find that's actually my favorite one. I know people think that's crazy, but. It's all the that rainy atmosphere just seems so miserable to be in, and then to top it off, you have someone killing everybody. So, uh, yeah, I had a good time with that one. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, then we went and seen a Nightmare on Elm Street. Now, this is probably my second um, up there with Phantasm favorite theatrical experience. Um, we saw Elm Street on thirty five millimeter at the Hollywood Theater, and I just freaking fell in love with it it like i've always loved the movie but seeing it on 30 like i actually love it was a very scratchy print but it worked Mm -hmm. for me so well i i loved this sitting yeah i'm just not as big on the movie as you so it's like it was cool to see it don't get it man all right we are not going to have it's such an amazing movie it's so I, imaginative. It's so so good. I was I had it on the like wrapping Christmas presents this past Christmas and like so I was kind of half watching it half not but it was weird because I was wrapping presents and I was I kept stopping to like actually pay attention to the film. Mm-hmm. So um it was it was weird. It, it was just weird to me because I thought I'm just going to throw this on and probably not pay attention. And then for some reason, the fact that I was doing other stuff while watching it made me pay more attention to it. But yeah, I guess it's all right. Then what? Gremlins. Which this I assume we saw at the waterfront. Like blur for me. I can't remember anything me too. that happened during this. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty positive we saw that at the waterfront as well, probably because they usually do Christmas themed films, but Gremlins can be like a family friendly uh, horror film. So yeah, um, that was the waterfront. Yeah, but you know, Gremlins, fun movie. I was yeah. actually getting that mixed up with Goonies with the Corey Feldman thing, by the way. But um, yeah, yeah, anyway. Gremlins. Okay. Gremlins is is an awesome one. Um, was that a first time watcher? Had you seen it before? I think I. Now that might have been the first time I watched it because I do own the DVD and I've seen it. I think I've seen it since, but I don't think I actually watched that one before. Mm. Yeah, that... another one I did not grow up with. So that wrapped up 2017. Mm-hmm. Moving oh into 2018. 
which Did I we... think was our best year ever, maybe. Probably. Well, twenty nine no, twenty nineteen's our bet our most watched year. Yeah, we pretty much kicked it into high gear these last two years. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, that that this is our thirty third, and yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> that says enough. Um, yeah, we saw Suspiria in January of twenty eighteen at the Hollywood. Indeed, we did. That was pretty cool, I must say. Um, that was didn't they? They it was. They had it subtitled, I remember, and the subtitles weren't always popping up at oh, yeah, the right time. Oh, yeah, because it was in dude. Italy. It was in Italian we watched it. That's right. Yeah, and I think someone was, like, in charge of putting the subtitles on, and sometimes it would get a little wonky. But, it, you know, I've seen that movie before, so I pretty much remember the dialogue from it. And I like Spiri a lot, so that was yeah, we a cool with one. Yeah, we Austin, get... right? We did. That was a movie he had wanted to that was like that and the thing he said were the top movies he would like to see in the theater. And, um, yeah, he really had a good time with it too. I had a pretty good time with it and I believe you did as well. Yeah. Uh, that was a kind of a fun one to see. Uh, Mm -hmm. then we had the, both something amazing and something totally weak at the same time. So, um, this other company like slash, you know, film thing had a John Carpenter fest at the Hollywood. Um, and this was such a cool thing, but it also was the beginning of the end of the Hollywood because another company bought the Hollywood and basically shortly after this, it it completely changed and, and the whole theater got ruined. Um, I actually commented on one of their posts the other day. I was like, what the hell happened to this theater? <laughs> they <probably laughs> I haven't even paid it. attention to to anything they post at all. But yeah, yeah it was, it was um, a nonprofit um, it theater was... and they changed it into like a second run theater. So like, it's just annoying. Yeah. It, like it was really all just about the heart of the people who were, Running it, and I remember what were, they were trying to like do a petition to like get to keep it, and I thought like, oh, it's gonna be fine. And then it wasn't fine, and then they ended up selling it. So probably one of the most depressing things to happen, especially since we did not discover that theater obviously until so much later. It makes me wonder if they probably have done so much other cool stuff that we just were you know i still look little, back every once in a while like look at their page to see if like something has changed but it's pretty much well, the same like i said it's like the people who ran it and i believe those people still operate like try to operate things but they do it in like theaters that are deep into pittsburgh that jp and i have a fear of driving to so yeah, you know and it, not that, only driving but parking too yes <laughs> the parking so, is horrendous mm-hmm I'll never have city driving confidence, I don't think. Mainly based on watching other people drive in Mainly the city. Mainly based on they... Pittsburgh, too, because it's, like, horrible. Even people that are from, like, out of state come here and say, like, oh, my God, Pittsburgh's horrible. Yeah. Um, but, but. Yeah, so D- Carpenter Fest, it was really cool because it was, like, almost like a mini convention, too. They had, like, um, vendors there that were selling, like, comic books and different stuff like that. 
Um, and then they had the um, they had uh, an empanada in the basement. <laughs> they had they, one empanada they, in they the had basement a dude, that um like a it was vegan, vegan caterer type thing there which is weird but his food was actually pretty good yeah he had this like um pepper uh steak pepper empanada that was vegan and it was really good it, it honestly was and we ate those and we got crappy beers that were like really strong and it was me carly and matt our friend matt uh, what Austin mm-hmm. was supposed to come with us. We bought him a ticket and everything. Yeah, and then that did not work out, unfortunately. He was pretty bummed because The Thing, like I said, was the other film that he really wanted to see. And that was one of the uh, features mm-hmm. playing there. But, um, yeah, it is what it is. Um, wait. Oh, yeah. I, we already mentioned that. I was going to say Austin came to see Spirit with us, but we already said that. Yeah. But, yeah, so the Carpenter films... Uh, was a pretty full lineup. Yeah, we had uh, Dark Star here, um, which was uh, I think Carpenter's like first film. Very, it, it's funny how much Alien is like that movie. Um, it's a comedy though. It's very weird, but it was fun. I just remember that scene where he's like in the elevator shaft with the like orb, basically, <laughs> and uh, that was I, funny. I remember the ending the most and thinking that was just so ridiculous and funny and the effects are like so so just like cheesy but yeah that was a you know that was a cool one to get to see that's mm-hmm. not something you would see every day but yeah and then we seen the thing again which was fun um yeah. gotta love the thing uh and then they live which was probably the m- most fun for me because i really loved that movie yeah, that was the first time watch for me, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, that, but, that one's grown on me tremendously. Um, big fan. And then after that, we have Prince of Darkness, a.k.a. Prince of Fake Fans, who jump out of the woodwork, as you said, acting like they love Prince of Darkness all of a sudden. Because mm-hmm. I am on your side where I think it's actually pretty lame and not much happens. Yeah, I actually fell asleep during it actually no i went to sleep like uh i after like 30 minutes in i was like you know what i'm gonna go to sleep i'm tired and i fell asleep through most of the movie and i just sat there and was like this isn't that entertaining of a movie i wish you didn't fall asleep yeah i'd wish they picked a different carpenter film but you know those four were pretty fun february 10th of 2018 i I loved Mm -hmm. the the whole concept of it i was so sad um, that they didn't do like another one at some point or something like that. Cause that was really cool. Yeah. And then, so then that, yeah. What happened after that? That brings us to once again, our drive-in April of 2018, 28th of 2018, last weekend of April. And I'll scroll down here a little bit. Uh, this the was the one where the first night's theme was A, B, C, D. I uh, like creature features. And mm-hmm. then the sec, I actually believe it was the first night was a Toby Hooper retrospect. And oh, um, yeah. we didn't go to the Toby Hooper one because it was like poltergeist life force, uh, um, fun house and the invasion invaders from Mars. And 
although I've never actually seen Poltergeist, it always seems to play everywhere, so I never feel like going to see it. Um, and then Life Force I had zero interest in because I don't like that movie. And then The Fun House I really wanted to see, but it was playing third. And I was like, I don't feel like sitting through those first two for that. And then Invaders from Mars I really don't care for either, so we just skipped the first night. Yeah, I, I've only seen Poltergeist and uh, The Fun House, and I don't really love either of them, honestly. Like, Poltergeist is obviously a good movie, but not one I really run back to. I really didn't care for The Fun House too much myself. Oh, I like The Fun House. That's the perfect type of title to see, too, just because it's like, you know, a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. But... Uh, um, so yeah, this though was awesome, dude. Um, I loved all four of these, um, especially the last one and the first one. So the first title was alligator from 1980. I was a huge fan of this <laughs> growing up. I hadn't seen it in so long cause it's hard to get on DVD. Um, and saw this in the theater or in the, at the drive-in the Riverside again, the April Ghouls show. Uh, awesome. Yes, I really enjoyed it. Um, alligator. Scary alligator roaming the streets. I thought it was, you know, funny, entertaining, also scary at the same time, because alligators are scary. Uh-huh. And, and roaming the sewers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, next up is a movie that I didn't remember that I saw, and I just bought on VHS, and I forgot that this is what that movie was. So that shows how much I know about it. But The Boogans. Yep, The Boogans. And that one was, I would say, pretty fun, but probably my least favorite of the four. I legit um, don't remember it at all. Yeah, Matt was with us on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, we had Critters 1986. Fun movie. I'm uh, big fan of Critters. Yeah. Um, then we had Deadly Spawn, which was my favorite of the night because I had never seen it before. And it was just like, it was like so much better than I expected. It was awesome. Yeah, I fell asleep through like half of it. But I remember when I woke up, I thought it was pretty fun. Yeah, it, me and Matt were like so into it. It was like such a good time. <laughs> It was All like, right, and then just, I just kept laughing at everything. I was like, "What the, what the heck?" <laughs> <laughs> the gore is really cool. It was a good time. Um, and then actually, the the next title, um, I ended up getting stuck working. Yes, which is unfortunate, but next one is, was a repeat anyway, and that was Jaws once again. I actually uh, took my friend that I've been friends with since kindergarten, Brienne. Um, had her go with me. She was actually down because I really wanted to see it I, again because I just like Jaws. And I was tempted to like go alone, but I thought I'll just ask some of my other friends. And she was down. Uh, she had never seen the film before. Um, I think she enjoyed it from what I remember. So she wasn't – that's good. She wasn't like miserable. And I mean Jaws is like that's – that's a movie for everyone. That's one of those ones that anyone can really watch. It's not like it's some obscure horror film. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, once yeah. again, fun time. Good old Jaws. July 18th or July 2018. Sorry. Yeah. I don't Uh, remember the exact date. Yeah. After that, it was probably like the third or something. Probably. Um, then in September we saw Fright Night. 
Yeah. At um, the... You have AMC, but I think it was just the waterfront. It was the waterfront. Again, yeah. But, um, yeah, Fright Nights, uh, that's when it kind of grew on me a little bit more. Um, pretty good, you know, pretty good movie. Uh, you know, there's some scenes I could, like, do without, like, the whole dancing yeah, scene. Yeah, that scene but... goes on way too long. Uh, I felt the same about Fright Night. It's, my the last couple times I've seen it pretty much felt the same. Yeah. Um, then we venture back to the Riverside Drive-In for their September show, uh, which we only went one night for. Um, and we stayed for three movies. Um, the Curse of the Werewolf, which I actually ended up liking. That one was pretty good. Um, I don't remember any of these. <laughs> yeah, I remember there's like a rape um, and then 1 million BC, which I had seen before, not a horror movie at all, really. Uh, I, mm. I had seen that before. Um, it w it was kind of boring. Honestly, I, I didn't really pay attention to it that much. Yeah, I, um, I'm not going to lie. Like these September shows, I barely pay attention ever. Mm -hmm. So I can't really ha say much on them. And then the Gorgon, which I have seen um, before, uh, I paid attention to that one. That one's actually pretty cool. It's it's basically a Medusa story where people turn to stone. Um, I enjoy that movie. Uh -huh. uh, then after that, yeah, go ahead. My my third just a, <laughs> just a few days, or yeah, a little while later in September, we saw Dracula, nineteen thirty one. That, honestly, is my favorite Universal monster movie. I know people think, you know, it's the first one. It's kind of boring. There, there's not much going on in it. The reason I like it so much is the atmosphere alone. I think it has the eeriest atmosphere. And with it being so old, it just kind of adds to it. And just the sound. Like, there's no music in the movie, which made it kind of, I, I hate seeing movies like that in a the theater because you feel like you can't eat your popcorn to really do much because you don't want to make noise because the film is so silent until they're talking. But I don't know. It just adds to it. You just hear the, you know, the creatures of the night and whatnot. And uh, so I enjoyed it. Um, much like all other movies from that time period, it ends pretty abruptly. But uh, I don't know. I enjoyed it. I know most people would pick any other universal film over that, but it's yeah, whatever. I like a lot of them over that. I like Creature from Black Lagoon better. I like um, Frankenstein, a couple of the Frankensteins better, as well as mm. my favorite, The Invisible Man. I feel, I feel. But yeah, I did but... like seeing it in a the theater. It was very moody and atmospheric. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that was at the waterfront. They did like sort of a vampire theme. That they did. That they did. And to follow up on that... uh. About a week or two, I think it was like two weeks later, we saw Vampires from 1998. Uh, that was um, John Carpenter. pretty. Yeah, John Carpenter. Oddly enough, uh, I've seen a lot of John Carpenter films in the theater or drive-in at this point, but I have not seen Halloween 78, and you have seen it twice. So, um, But yeah, Vampires, that was the first time watched for me as well, and uh, I, I had a pretty fun time with it from what I remember. I didn't think it was... The best, but I certainly didn't think it was bad either. I thought it was actually pretty entertaining. Yeah. yeah um, but 
I actually dug it. Um, I rewatched it for Duncan's show last year, um, last summer, and I didn't like it as much. But uh, yeah, I really, I really liked it when we saw it in the theater. It was cool. Yeah. Um, and and then, then this was like something that was very weird because the Hollywood was pretty much dead at this point, but they did this, um, another company came in and did these like retro screenings, which by the way, nobody showed up for They, they were happening in other parts of the world too. Jeremy had them and, uh, the first show sold so poorly that basically they canceled all the rest of them. Mm-hmm. But we yeah, ended up going to three out of the four, I believe. Yeah. Um, and yeah, going back to the the Hollywood was pretty depressing because all the posters were gone and the place was just being run by like some teenage girl who didn't care about anything. And, uh, you know, like you said, there was no one there where usually there would be a million people there because they supported the people who ran it. Mm-hmm. So that was depressing, but, um, we yeah, were on actually this night, late. Yeah. No, that um, was the second night. Uh, the second one. Okay. never mind then. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so we were like the only, were we like the only people in there for this? I think so. Yeah. This one in particular, which was the house on sorority row 1983. Um, I enjoyed it. I had a good time. We actually, I think we sat like in the front row mm-hmm. just for the heck of it but yeah it was just sad uh you know we can say we're like the only people in the world pretty much to get to see that so that's pretty cool but yeah and then next week uh we this one i enjoyed a little bit better this is what we are late to unfortunately but they played a double feature of amityville the evil escapes and amityville 1992 it's about time and yeah yeah we showed up was really cool man that that was super fun yeah, and it's fun. Like we showed up late, and the lady was like, "Oh, you guys are the only one in there," and it was already playing, I think. Mm-hmm. But then two other people came in also later than us, so that was kind of weird. But yeah. so they were just playing the, the the Amityville, the Evil Escapes in an empty theater, to no one. Yeah. Yeah. So pretty depressing, but I enjoyed the double feature. That's where I first saw. Amityville 4, of course, I mentioned that earlier, and um, I thought it was pretty fun. Amityville 92 um, was also fun. I didn't like that one as much, but uh, it was just a cool little double feature that I didn't expect to like as much because I thought they were going to be crappy movies and hard to pay attention to, but they're actually pretty fun. So Yeah, they, they were fun. I had a blast with those, and I felt like we could laugh all loud and be like obnoxious because you know, we were the, really the only people in there besides the people up on the balcony. Yeah, and we were given free Twizzlers too, so that's oh, a plus. Oh yeah, we were given free Twizzlers. They were expiring. They sure were. <laughs> uh, but then w- we went back for one more week, and that was Sweet Sixteen, nineteen eighty-three. Uh, the movie's not that great. Uh, we actually left early because we were starving, and uh, the movie wasn't that great. But I did go and finish the movie when I got home. Um, mm-hmm. It's it was all right. Yeah. Is that- I just remember not a lot was really happening in it. And the girl looked like she was actually like 28 and not 16. But <laughs> yeah, I think we were in great moods that night and we were hungry. So we ended up just like bouncing to go to the gyro place. And that was the end of the Hollywood theater for us, unfortunately. Yeah. And then 
um, we went back to the waterfront for, uh, this was actually not a classic movie nights. So this was like a third party came in and hosted this. Um, and it was like a satanic panic type thing, um, or something. I forget what they called it. Um, but it was a double feature on the same night and it was, it's alive 1974 and the exorcist 1973. Yeah, and it was actually in two separate theaters, too. You had to walk to the other one after the first movie was over, which uh, they played, what, The Exorcist went first, and then It's Alive. Um, two completely different movies, but it actually really worked as a double feature. That was probably one of my favorite experiences as well, in as far as theaters go, because um, The Exorcist is really a... Uh, more of a serious straight up horror film. And then it's alive is a bit more obviously ridiculous. Yeah, so but I still actually kind thought of they scary worked. in a way. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I thought it was a pretty cool pairing. Honestly, I would like to, they were doing other events as well, but we didn't get to go to them. I think. Yeah. They were in like other theaters, like kind of further away, but yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed both of those, uh, it's alive in particularly. I've never seen it before, uh, all the way through. I seen like clips of it when I was a kid on TV, but, um, on, and like, we, show, Bob. yeah. And we won stuff at this too. I think you won like earbuds oh, yeah, and I won, I won like a speaker. Turns, yeah. Um, but yeah, cool. this, this, that was a really fun, that was a very fun time. I, I really enjoyed that. Um, I like the people hosting it. It was like a good seats, good view, fun, fun double feature. I really liked that. And seeing the exorcist, which is a classic that was probably needed to be seen was cool. Too. Yeah. And yeah. I agree. This is like my third or fourth favorite theatrical experience that we had that double mm-hmm. feature. Double features are cool in general, especially in the theater. Yeah. Um, and then the, like a couple days later, we saw Nightmare on Elm Street again at the, wa- this time at the waterfront, um, on digital, I believe. Which I forgot all about. <laughs> yeah. So this was October 17th, 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I really don't remember even seeing it at the waterfront that well. No. No. But the funny thing about that is, um, next up were two, a double feature I actually saw without JP. I think he had to work or something. And it was uh, our friend Matt and our other friend Stephanie. It was an impromptu thing where they wanted to uh, go to it. It was actually at the drive-in that we mentioned that's in our hometown that doesn't really play uh, throwback movies. But this October, they decided to do a double feature of A Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the 13th. So I've seen freaking A Nightmare on Elm Street three times and Friday the 13th twice. But um, that was cool. Um, they played Nightmare on Elm Street first. Um, with the snack bar, I remember, took forever to get our food. So the movie was already kind of playing by the time we actually got out to sit at our car. And, um, you know, I didn't really mind, though, because I prefer Friday the 13th. And that was the second feature. And, uh, yeah. Cool double feature, uh, Friday the 13th. It was cool seeing at the drive-in and uh, fun times. I wish they would do more like that at that drive-in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, then uh, that was it for 2018. Sure was. Uh, going into 2019, the first movie we saw, which was not a horror movie, it actually is Fight Club, uh, which we went with Matt and Stephanie as well. 
Uh, and I just wanted to go see that because I love the movie. Yeah. Yeah, I had never seen it before, and I enjoyed it. Very good film. Uh, and then after that, like a week later, we went and seen The Thing. Uh, so they, they usually do The Thing in the winter. Yeah. Um, it's become like a traditional thing, Yeah, but they thing, didn't do it this year, which is funny. Yeah. But, yeah, anytime that movie comes around, we do go see it because it's The Thing. Yeah. Um, then after that, we saw in March, 2019, King Kong, 1933. This was a, another very good experience. Um, I really was into it. Me too. Uh, King Kong, I grew up watching that one and, uh, I hadn't seen it in quite a while. So I was thinking, is this really going to hold up for me or is it going to be stupid or what? And, uh, that movie, uh, stands the test of time. It's just, uh, great. There's, some actual comedic moments in it that are, you know, pretty good. And, um, I don't know if they're intentionally supposed to be funny or not, but it's just kind of like of the times it's like funny, but, uh, it's actually scary too. King Kong, the way they did that, it looks mm -hmm. pretty good and, uh, still holds up. So I really enjoyed that experience as well. Yeah, I agree. Me too. Uh, and then like a week later they showed forbidden planet, which was actually very fun. That was a, that was like a more of like a sci-fi, like minor horror to it. But yeah, I really enjoyed forbidden planet. And it's the, the movie that plays in Halloween when the kids are watching the TV. That's true. Yeah. So Perfect. yeah, it was a fun movie. Pretty cool. Yeah. I remember the robot being really fun. Mm-hmm. But after that, we had Blue Velvet. Bloom Velvet. Yeah. Um, Lynch. Uh, lots of fun that one was. Man, that movie was weird. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea what that movie was about, really. But I, it was it was cool. It was yeah. weird. Yeah. But interesting. Uh, and that wrapped up March. But kind of funny, we saw three movies that were semi-horror in March. Um, it, <laughs> yeah, weird, like a borderline. Yeah, weird month for that. Uh, then in April, um, we kicked it off with Alien at the waterfront. Yeah, and that was for what the 40th anniversary, I suppose. Yeah, or... I w I was very happy to see it though because um, that was I figure that's something you have to see in the theater at least once. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not, I come to find I'm not a huge fan of the film, um, or the pff, entire franchise, really, but the first one is good, um, good atmosphere, and scary being up in space and all that, but not one of my favorites, I'm not gonna lie. I love the first one. Cool. Very uh, cool. Then we went back to the April Ghoul's Day drive-in for the April 26th and 27th. Uh, eight movies, 2019. Uh, we also went back to Indiana for this trip. Um, we did. And we had a much better time. Um, we didn't see as much cool stuff, but we at least weren't sick and slept long enough. So that was cool. And uh, we did end up seeing a... We went and seen Good Boys. Didn't we? No, we didn't. Oh, that, <laughs> that was, was the other... Okay, yeah, you're right. Yeah. What the hell did we do then? We, we went to there Chinese. really wasn't much to do. We, we just went to Chinese again, but a better one, better. Yeah, Chinese a much dish. better one that was pretty 
they didn't have as much there, but the quality of food you got for the price was pretty good. And then we went to, um, we did the same pretty much crap. We just went to, uh, Goodwill. Um, we went to this like comic book store next door to see if they had any horror comics or anything. And they didn't really have much of what we were looking for. And then we ended up going to, um, that pawn shop again up by the mall. Uh, it didn't have as much as they had. That first year we went, and there was another pawn shop in town we went to. Then we wound up, we decided to drive back to, um, you know, the place Vandergrift, where the drive-in is. And we went to Salvation Army, and I think even maybe Dollar General, too, while we were there, because there's really not a lot to do around there. But uh, I bought a shelf at Salvation Army that I display horror different, my, like, autographs on now. So, um, you know, that's cool. That's pretty much what we did that day, but... Um, so the first night they played, um, basket case. Super fun. Yeah. First time watch for me. Great time. And then toxic Avenger. Also fun. Also very fun. I enjoyed that one. Then Slovis. I pretty sure that was boring as all hell. If I remember correctly. Am I right? Um, yeah, that one sucked. Yeah, that one sucked. And then Blood Beach, uh, which wasn't obviously the best either, but that one was definitely a little more entertaining. So... Yeah, um, I feel like we're missing something here. Uh, Blood Beach was fun. I really liked Blood Beach. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll bring it up to you later, but I think I'm pretty sure we're missing something. Um, you know what it is? Yeah, I think so. Um, so after that, we went to the second night, which was uh, started off by the fog. And honestly, I didn't enjoy it again. I was like, you know, what? I, I don't think I'll ever really love the fog. I felt the same way. Like the atmosphere was cool. I remember we were sitting outside and you were like, you want to get in the car? Because I was freezing. And I was like, but the fog. <laughs> and um, so that was kind of, you know, that's really the only enjoyment I got out of it was the atmosphere. I always like the beginning part where dudes telling the story to the kids around the fire but other than that i just feel like there's not really a time going on in the film it's just like a bunch of people are like oh my god the fog and then they all meet up and then it's like gay, gay. they kill the fog and that's the end but mm -hmm. yeah i can't get into that one and then next was creep show um i like that movie i don't know if it's a long movie so, like, seeing it in the drive-in was kind of, like, that took up a large chunk of the drive-in time. And, uh, you know, it wasn't my favorite, honestly, to see in a drive-in, but I do enjoy the film. Yeah, um, uh, I thought it was pretty fun, honestly. Uh, that day was cool because they had that guy walking around, like, the from Father's Day, which was neat. Yeah, yeah, they always have, they usually have someone, like, dressed up, like, a vital character to the movies like a few years back when they did black Christmas, they had a girl sitting in a chair wearing a bag over her face that you could take pictures with inside. So that's yep. always um fun. But then mother's day, um, I think I like was drifting in and out of sleep during this one. So I don't remember it a whole lot and it was a first time watch. So I don't really remember it enough. Yeah, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I Mother's Day is a very fun movie to me, so I had fun with that one while you were kind of snoozing. Yeah. 
Uh, and then the final film was Burial Ground, which is just an insane movie. I, I love it, though. It really is a fun one. Um, it's the the whole little kid and the mom's titty thing is just so ridiculous. Yeah, I actually really enjoyed the film, too, and I thought I was not going to, but I, I remember I, I was awake and well-rested after that, so um, I enjoyed it. Uh, th- yeah, then May 15th, 2019 we saw a little shop of horrors and i i borderline hated it <laughs> yeah i cannot stand this is the one from the 80s or is an older version that's not a musical of course but um i can't stand musicals this one is all musical it's all rick goofy that's what i can't what rick Moranis. yeah like it's just do not, um, do not know who Rick Moranis is. <laughs> no, that's why I hate when people just uh, say random stuff. Like he's the dude from it, Spaceballs. Okay, that still doesn't help me, dude. I I've seen that movie, but I don't know. He's the he's the main guy. I don't. The guy the that's feeding Audrey too, or whatever. To he's he's <laughs> he's in a he bunch of Spaceballs. Okay, dude. He's Wayne okay. Selinsky from. Honey, I shrunk the kids. Oh, is that... Who's that, the dad? Yeah, he's the same guy in okay. every movie. Okay, I don't, Ghostbusters. like... Ghostbusters. Your name in movies that I've seen, but I don't haven't seen in so long that I don't... I can't picture this guy's face. And also, why couldn't you have just let me say yeah and then moved on? <laughs> like, why'd you have to bring up the fact that I clearly didn't know? Okay. Um, but yeah, the movie was trash. Um, if you like musicals, I could see why you would like the film. People were like going cur- wild in the theater. Like, yeah, it's a classic. Things. It's a classic, but I, I just don't like it. People were like Bill Murray. I can't stand him. Uh, there was a scene with him that's just cringe, and I don't want to rip it apart. That I do Dennis know. scene was horrible too. That's what I'm talking about. Like the whole. Oh yeah. When he, Bill Murray's like the guy that he, I can't stand that dude. I don't get why people love him, but. Uh, yeah, I just hate musicals. I think they're cheesy. I think it's just dumb to like sing at random times, and they're always so over the top with the cheesiness that you can't really take the narrative seriously. But mm-hmm. yeah, moving along now, we have, uh, I believe, like the next week we had Pan's Labyrinth. Yep, uh, May twenty second. Um, very good movie. Very very good movie. Guillermo del Toro. Um, I really enjoyed it watching it in the theater. I can't believe I just said labyrinth. At least it's Labyr- the labyrinth. <laughs> it's Pan's labyrinth. But um, yeah, I another first time watch. I enjoy, most a lot of these are first time watches for me. I just realized, but so that's kind of cool too. But um, yeah, I liked it. It was weird, but I liked it. Yeah, and very then, very good movie about you know the civil war and stuff like that i dug it mm-hmm. uh after that june 2019 we saw rear window which was awesome alfred hitchcock there was actually a couple hitchcocks playing we only got to two of them um mm-hmm. but yeah that is that is a fun movie i love the voyeuristic nature of it i liked it i didn't love it um yeah i don't know wasn't my favorite Hitchcock I've seen um, out of the you know, 
like two I've seen. <laughs> and then June 2019, uh, we saw uh, I Know What You Did Last Summer, which was very fun to see, like, especially since 4th of July was like the next week or two or whatever. Fit perfect, nice 90s flick. I enjoyed that. Yeah, that, oddly enough, that's another one that's probably one of my favorite theater experiences. It's another one that had a very poor turnout for, I guess, you know, it's a 90s movie, and it's, I don't know, people just probably weren't interested, but it's, I had a lot of fun with it. That's one that I always loved growing up, so I had, that was a cool one to get to see, for sure. Yeah, and I actually, um, Like, I know that the movie has, like, plot holes and stuff like that, but I, I dug it. I still like it. Yeah. Um, then I drug you to this one because it was, like, heavy nostalgic for me. Um, I actually thought that it, like, was pretty cringy and didn't hold up. Like, I hadn't seen it in probably, 20, like, 15, 20 years or something. Um, but that's Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Yeah, I just it was a cringe fest. I can't. If <laughs> that was probably were, my if least. If you weren't big... there for it, you just would never get it. Right. Yeah. But if you if you grew up with that stuff, like it makes sense to you. I still thought it was yeah. kind of cringy, but yeah. <laughs> um. Then, uh, I guess the fourth time for you. Third. Third. Yeah. Second for you. No. No. Yeah. No. I just look. Okay, go. What? Are you sure? Go look back on the list. Okay, <laughs> you I guess you're right. Sure. I guess you're right. Bro. I could have sworn okay. it was like the fourth time. No, buddy. All right. Uh, Jaws. Um, those same guys showed up again dressed as Jaws. Yeah. It was I pretty fun. Jaws. Yeah. That time I could watch it stress-free. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and then uh, July, also, The Birds. Mm -hmm. That was the first time I ever seen that movie all the way through. And I remember just being like, wow, that was fucking, or sorry, effing dumb. <laughs> like, there was some dumb stuff in that movie. But I really liked it. I, li I really liked The Birds. But there was that whole setup was really s silly. Yeah, you know, I actually enjoyed it the most watching it in the theater. Um, I used to think it was kind of, I used to have trouble following it really and thought it was kind of slow and boring. Not following it, like, like it made sense to me, but I just always thought it was slow kind of and I had trouble really paying attention to it. But seeing it this time, I enjoyed it. Um, I know what you mean. It's like, it's one of those movies that clearly makes women seem like fragile morons and just very of the times and hitchcock-esque i guess but mm -hmm. i don't know i like the birds i it's like definitely one you know nexus psycho is most horror film uh, some of the effects don't really hold up and all that but uh i enjoy it i i can look past the issues yeah uh so after that we saw in august king kong versus godzilla i had fun with it i know you didn't like it too much no pretty yeah. silly and that was at the waterfront. And then, after that, we went on an adventure like five hours away. Yeah. For Camp like, Blood 5. Yes, and this is uh, essentially a another drive-in um, that 
does something like what the Riverside or yeah, April Ghoul's one does where they put on events, but this one actually only focuses on retro movies. It's a drive in another one screen drive in that only plays old stuff. So they have other events throughout mm-hmm. you know, the entire year, which is pretty cool. But um it's called the Mahoning Drive In and it is basically getting pretty close to like New Jersey territory. There's actual yeah. signs on the way there for New Jersey. So it was a hike, I will say. It was pretty easy to get to though. We were pretty nervous. It was our first big adventure, I mm-hmm. guess, away from home. And uh you had to drive down through Maryland to get there, which was uh, interesting. And um Yeah, the the one but, thing that is awesome about this theater is the setup. Everything is so nice and cool and better than the riverside. But mm-hmm. the food side of things is severely lacking at this place. It's very basic and very bland food. Yeah, it's yeah, it's like there's pros and cons to both places. Like this one uh was decked out in like Friday the thirteenth stuff on the inside. It was bigger. There was they actually have VHS tapes that you could buy on this giant shelf and um that was all pretty cool. They also I didn't like they actually have porta potties and uh the drive in we typically go to has bathrooms that they have open it looked like they had bathrooms at this place but they might have kept them closed because there were so many people i don't know but so i didn't like that aspect about it because i have to pee a lot and uh, well, after a while for it gets me personally worse. the porta potties were cleaner than the bathroom at the riverside usually is so yeah you always say I that and i don't them so much <laughs> I, I i just imagine I can't imagine. I remember the first time we went to that Riverside one. I did not pee the entire night miraculously because you scared me so bad about the bathrooms. But the women's room is actually fine. That's crazy. I know. Um, So, yeah, uh, this was um, a night. This was pretty cool. Uh, So it was prom night, which was a lot of fun. Um, not, I don't really like prom night that much. <laughs> I was wondering if you were just like talking out your butthole there for a second. No, that was it's not a fun. joke. Cause I don't really like prom night that much. I don't either. It's it, pretty lame. But the second feature was Friday the 13th part three. And that was awesome. I agree. Yes. Uh, and then motel hell, which basically I had to suffer through again. Yeah. I had to drive in again. Yeah. And I, once again, didn't really pay that much attention. I probably paid more attention to it this time around, but I still just could not get into it. Yeah. Only three films makes it the night like fly. It's weird. Mm-hmm. It feels so much shorter. Uh, then we went back to the hotel. Um, what did we do in the area? Oh, that's um, where we went and seen Good Boys the next day. Yeah, there was at a pretty nice theater. It looked like it was just built yesterday it was really nice the design was just very uh modern and very colorful theater um movie not so much that movie pretty much sucked but it was cool to get to you know kill some time go see a movie and i think that's all we had time to do so we did that i think we might have went oh no we went to that mall as well Mm -hmm. that uh in mall, Valley Mall, which um, malls nowadays, you never know if they're going to be trash or not. And this one was actually a pretty popping mall. It was pretty crowded, so uh, that was that was cool to get to explore a little bit. So then we went back to the Trivity Drive-In that night, and 
the this was cool um the films there was an actress at the drive-in who played in what was supposed to be three of the uh starred in rather three of the featured films but uh one of them got cut um the stepfather was supposed to be the original stepfather was supposed to be the first film and it was really funny because they started playing uh the stepfather remake and we were all like is this a joke like i thought it was just to be funny or something and then uh jp was like well i'm gonna go get a drink while we wait since i don't want to watch this movie and then they cut the movie off in the middle and we're like um so they sent us the wrong film we're sorry everybody we're just gonna skip to the next one because this movie's a piece of shit so that was funny um yeah and the first movie ended up being i wish they would have just played stepfather honestly but i get why they didn't (laughs) jill sholin was there and it was like for her so it didn't make sense yeah so, yeah, they played Popcorn and Jill Sholin, um, like he said, is was there that night. And I thought that was pretty cool. She was, like, the star of the films. And she wasn't just, like, uh, you know, character number 99 in the background. She was actually, like, the main person. They got her to come to this. Um, she still looks the same, too, which was funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a picture with her. We also bought Cutting Class on the Vincent Blu-ray and got that autographed. And... Uh, she was super nice and cool, and that was awesome. Popcorn was the first time watched for me. That was um pretty cool film, I yeah, thought. Yeah, I enjoyed Pop. I've seen Popcorn before, but I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Then after that, they actually played Cutting Class. Uh, that one was weird, I will say. Um, the whole plot was kind of weird, but I enjoyed it, too. It was goofy at times, but uh, interesting. Yeah. Brad Pitt, one of Brad Pitt's uh first films ever so before he was famous Mm -hmm. and uh that was pretty intriguing and then the movie of the hour of course was jason goes to hell yeah i love watching that i was a little bummed that it wasn't the unrated version but um i don't think that exists on 35 millimeter so that sucks but uh, i really like jason goes to hell so that was um a blast for me yeah all right for you um, and then the ne- I think it was like the very next week or like a week after that or something, uh, yeah. we went to a convention in Gettysburg and they did some like film screening slash Q and a type things. Um, and this is the only time we've ever seen a movie with a live commentary in the theater. And that was Frankenhooker with a commentary by Mr. Frank Henenlotter. Uh, and the actor from the movie it was very fun one of the the, probably that's probably my fourth favorite theatrical experience yeah i probably have to agree um i'd never seen the film before but it was a fun movie and hen and lauder and that dude i forget what the actor's name is but um they actually did a really good job with commentating over it Mm -hmm. and they added some comedy elements to it so um and interesting facts and stuff so uh yeah, that was that was a great time. I would love to do something like that again for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and uh, that was that was a blast. I hope next year for their convention they do more stuff like that because th- that's where I had the most fun at that convention. Yeah, me too. Um, but yeah, the convention was funny. It was fun. There was some. F- th- that was a good experience. Good time. It was great. Yeah, one of my favorite memories of the year. 
then we went back to the Riverside Drive-In for a four-film extravaganza, their September show. I'm going to be honest, I don't remember much about any of these films. I think we talked through most of them, and we didn't even go back for the second night. I really wasn't feeling good the next day. Um, but that's Frankenstein's Bloody Terror, Terror, Dracula's Great Love, The Vampire Night Orgy, and The Dracula Saga. Yeah, we legit were on our phones talking like in the same group chat that we're in. The good old Fresh Cuts chat, shout out to them. We were pretty much chatting the entire night and then we ended up driving home and like going on Skype with them too, which was funny on the ride home, but... That's kind of my memories of that night, not the movies at all. And then one of the films, I believe it was like the third one, kept cutting out. Yeah. Or uh, what do you call burning up? Like the film looked like it was burning up, and they kept trying to replay it. But yeah, most the most forgettable experience there. But you know, whatever. We try to go every year anyway. Yep. And then. Then in September, we went on to see the Wolfman because, uh, you know, they're doing some uh, werewolfy type films. And the Wolfman I've seen before, and uh, I like that one. That's probably one of the best, I would say, Universal Monster films, and um, I enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. Um, that was, I, I love, whoever gets bitten by a werewolf, I love that part. Oh, that was the night that you had to punk that guy behind us in line, I remember. Oh, yeah. I did have to punk a guy. He was talking that yeah. shoes. Yeah, sometimes we punk guys. Uh, yeah, so they were doing werewolf themes. Um, we only ended up going to two of them, but the next one was An American Werewolf in London. And to me, I didn't ever love this film, but watching it in the theater, I definitely appreciated it way more. I really liked the gore aspect to it and um, – Actually, I was, like, surprised. I f totally forgot how, like, raw the ending was. Mm. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Um, I I like the beginning portions, I feel like, the best, where you just got those two guys, and they're hiking, and, oh, yeah. you know, they Super get the creepy. whole scene. Yeah, I, I almost wish there was some more of that. But as a whole, I, I actually enjoyed the film. I always thought the title just sounded really stupid, so I always kind of avoided it. But I enjoyed it. Good, great werewolf transformation, and yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and then after that, we got a film that I personally got put into the theater here for the AMC Classic uh, Movie Nights in October, and I brought to the attention that this film was the 20th anniversary, uh, so they should play it, and that is The Blair Witch Project. And that was on my bucket list of films that I wanted to see in the theater. Since I was old enough to see it at the time, that it came out originally, but I didn't get to see it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this is probably up. There was one of my favorite experiences too. I thought it was a great film to yep, probably see on the big me. screen. Yeah. Very, very eerie makes it just all the more eerie, especially I just love, you know, the credits roll at the end and it's just like, bam, that's the end. Mm -hmm. Like no sound or anything. And you just walk out. Um, yeah. I really enjoyed it. Yep, and then uh, I think like the next week or the week after, they did Saw for October. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I really like Saw. I think it's a great movie. Um, I enjoyed seeing it in the theater since I never got to when it came out. Um, it felt good. Yeah, I, Saw movies aren't my favorite, but I do like the first Saw. So um, 
I enjoyed it. I think it's a depressing film. That's kind of why I don't really run to that franchise in general. But um, I like it. Solid movie. Yeah. Cool. Uh, and then after that, we got to go October 14th to see The Devil's Rejects um, because it was playing with the Three from Hell. So that was really mm-hmm. awesome. That's one of my favorite movies ever. Seeing that uh, was a great experience. I agree. Uh, Devil's Rejects, give that one a 10 out of 10. Um, watching it before Three from Hell probably, you know, in a way wasn't good for Three from Hell because it shows how awesome Devil's Rejects is, but Three from Hell wasn't as bad as I expected. But yeah, um, um, yeah everybody in there was like true fans of it too, so that was good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the week after that, or, you know, around, I think it was around the week after that, we had October mm-hmm. as well, House of Wax. Um, and they showed it in 3D, which this is probably the next favorite theatrical experience for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was dope. Um, That movie is great. I feel like it's probably one of the best horror films I've seen from you know, along like the fifties or something. Um, and it was actually cool. Like, I feel like it was overlooked, but a woman in the theater raised her hand and said she was in the theater opening night whenever the movie actually came out way back in the day. And I thought that was neat that she was now here watching it as like a retro film, but great film. Great, great on the horror elements for sure. Yeah. I loved it. That was, and seeing it in 3d was so cool. Because you, mm-hmm. what, when do you get a chance to do that? Yeah. Um, and then the final film we watched uh, last year or this year. Um, so that mm-hmm. that was the final film we watched in 2019, and then Misery was the final film we watched in period. So that's 97 total retro movies. Sure is. That was a long discussion, um, but there was one thing that I feel like we missed um unless i'm just tripping but wasn't there a movie like called like like horror at the beach party or something that we seen in the driveway? oh dude when you brought that up when you said that like earlier on the list it's been bothering me this the whole time that you said that because i'm like what was it but yeah it was uh, that trying to think obviously it was a september drive-in Horror, yeah, it was it was that horrible one where the that band is like playing on a stage like the whole time, and it's yeah, I remember it now, but I forget which driving it was at. It might have been the first that first September one we went to actually. No, because unless we went two nights, then we might oh, be well, missing wait. some moves. Oh uh, no, there's no way in hell we went two nights for that. Um. Hmm. Wait, wait. I'm scrolling back down through here. Uh. No, are you sure it wasn't the 2016 one? Because we only saw three of the. Mo- oh yeah, you're right. We went home that time, so it couldn't have been that one. You're right. Huh. Huh. So. That is where we're stuck at. What was that movie called? It was, I think it's like Horror at Party Beach or Horror at, trying to look it up. 
I mean, we only saw three movies at the September 2018 one. Horror at... Yeah, it's called Horror at Party Beach, and I remember... Yeah, actually, this, this is one that I actually have memories of, too, which is weird. Because I'm looking at the monster, and it was kind of like... It looked like... It was like a ripoff of a Creature from the Black Lagoon, in a sense. Yeah. And it was featured on uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000. But I don't remember when we saw it. September. Yeah, I'm, try- I'm trying to look it up right now, but I... I cannot find it. Oh, dude. What? I found it. Where? Um, I mean, when was it? So. This is weird. Oh, okay. That's why. Why? No, that's not why. <laughs> that No, that's not it either. Hold on, hold on. Slow your roll. I cannot find Um, this for the life of me. (laughs) Maybe we just made it up. No, wait, wait. No, that's not it. Mm. Oh, it... <laughs> no, no, no! Wait, hold on. Yeah, yeah, it was um, the night we saw the Tingler, Monsters Go Home, and then the Horror at Party Beach was the third feature. Really? That's what. Yeah, I found the event. What do we have here? Attack of the. Oh, we did go both nights, but we only saw two movies on each of the nights because we saw Attack of the Fifty Foot Woman and Creature from the Black Lagoon. We're back-to-back on the second night, and the first night was Munsters Go Home, or the first night was The Tangler, Munsters Go Home, and Horror Party Beach. So we saw three movies on the first night. Oh. And then the final one for that night would have been... Did we not say for It the the Terror Beyond Space? No, I don't believe we did. I think you wanted to, maybe, but we, like... Kind of had. Ha- I think we were falling asleep okay, like a lot. Okay, so that night. we have ninety-eight movies technically. Yeah, that's right, guys. Wow. Wow. Okay, so that's it. Uh, this is like a three-hour podcast. Um, I know we twenty-two shots. It. I know. So uh, I, I'm, my throat is actually hurting from talking, which is weird. Uh, I know. I'm but- like worn out yeah but we will see you guys next week with the turning i hope you guys enjoyed our trip down memory lane i actually had fun reliving some of this stuff because i i forgot about certain details which is nice to sort of put it all in perspective and i'm very happy to continue on with doing this uh february Mm -hmm. we will have another two films which would bring us to 100 so that's pretty cool i think invisible man will be our hundredth one so i'm really excited about that but you have anything else to say before we get out of here not really just yeah to add to that i mean i think i have a fantastic memory and then going through this stuff makes me realize like wow there's movies on this list i don't even remember anything that happened that day so it's pretty intriguing but um 
yeah, that's about it, guys. Um, we will see you next week with The Turning.